Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of The Keel Show here on 12 Ounce Sports. I am your host, Alex Keel, alongside me, the inside of the insiders, Tyler Keel. Hello, everybody. Welcome. We're, we're live this week, Alex. We are live. Look, it, it's green and it's streaming, and so far we haven't had any issues. We're doing it live. Well, and remember, we were we were bad from the get go last. Okay, apparently, Alex. Here's apparently, what, here's what happens. Apparently, apparently, if you put like a nice, cute little picture frame that says "Merry Christmas" on your router, it's a bad idea. And I did some heavy duty tinkering. We tested so extensively. This week, mm. but leading up to this show, a because we had a big guest. You'll mention him in a second. And by we, you mean you? Well, well, we got a big guest. Oh, me? Oh, testing? Yes. Testing? Yes. Well, no, you were here for today's test because I need to make sure you had two laptops. Both of our phones were going. Ah, uh, yes. By the Seeing way, how much stuff we could stream without the Wi-Fi crashing? Yes, yes. And which it could totally break. It's a two and a half hour show. But hey, that's that's why they watched the replay last week. Alex got a good few views on that one, eh? Good, and, good to hear. And it was just us. And of course, you literally. I'm just gonna say this right now, Alex. If there was a joke that got old and definitely lost its touch over the week, it was yours with Henrik Lundqvist. He's given the pasture. given the news from yesterday. So we'll obviously get to that in a little bit. But yeah, we have a TV behind us now. Um, Not behind us, behind well, the camera. behind the camera, because we'll be able to watch games. We'll give you live updates. Because remember, Alex, you used to have to watch them on Kelly's laptop, and that was kind of sluggish and slow. Now we have an actual yeah. television because an we actual got, television because the wife for for us, you know, it wasn't just for me; it was for us. She got us a TV. She got us a nice big old TV. She Fif- got you guys a big TV, not me. Fifty-eight inches, Alex. You know how big fifty-eight inches is. It's bigger than six. It's bigger than the 32-inch we got behind us right now. It's so above, It's above average size. Yes. So we got a great setup here now here for the Kuehl Show. I'm excited about it because now – What did I say? The, you said oh, the yeah. Kuehl Show. Yeah, I say It's how the I say Kuehl it. Show. It's fine. I'm going to change my last name anyways. Who cares? You're going to change your last name? Yes. I'm going to go back to the original spelling tie. You're going to spell it with – K-U-L-A. You're going to put the U-M-L-A-T over it? Yep. H-L. Should we watch ourselves on the big screen? Absolutely not. I don't want to see your ugly mug we already, bigger than I already do. We already have it on the um we already got it have it on the YouTube here for the YouTube chat. So if you're watching, make sure you get in the chat room with us here today. Let us know how everything's going. And we have hit red. Are we red for good or are we red forever? Nope, we're back to you. I've realized okay. I, I'm I've I, if I just comment a hot on the second. If I comment on the stream, I apologize. It's just when everything starts to load at one time, that's when it starts to go haywire for a second, like yours right, right. there is. It, it's going to happen. It's going to be okay, though. We're, we're okay. No need to panic. No need to panic. Right. But let's get on with the show. If you are watching us live, you are watching us live on 12 Ounce Sports on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Zingo TV, Channel 761. Sign up for today for free using promo code 12 Ounce. Get involved in the show today. Hashtag TKS at the Keel Show on Twitter and Facebook. If you're not watching us live, you are either catching us on the Keel Show YouTube page, watching the replay, or listening to us on your favorite podcatcher. Today's show on 12 Ounce Sports is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Bet on all sports, win, and get paid using the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. Join for free today. This episode of the show is also brought to you by none other than Second String Leather Company. Hold on. Hold on. 
Yeah. I feel bad for our audio listeners. Because it just it just silence, and then you just hear like my headset bouncing on the spinning my arm obsessively. That's right. Second String Leather Company collection number seven is live right now. Gear from Darren Payne, Trevor Kidd, and Kevin Weeks. Second String Leather. SecondStringLeather.com is the only place to get that. Second String Leather Company hashtag crafted from the crease. If you don't want to indulge in either of our partners, you make sure to support the show the best you possibly can. Support the show. With none other than the Keel Show merchandise. Woo, look at that stuff. Yeah, I, say, I always say look at that. I feel bad. You're right. Our audio listeners probably have taken a downturn since we've gone to video. Because we have cool shirts like women's t-shirts, men's t-shirts like the one I have on right now. Sweaters. Alex has one. I have one. Kelly needs one. You should always get one for yourself because that's cool and you can get awesome stuff and cool. You can get your own gear too. Just let us know. Or your significant other. Or your significant other. The only place to get that is at teespring.com slash stores slash the keel show. That is teespring.com slash stores slash the keel show dashes where there should be spaces. Where Yeah, for the dash keel dash show. Yes, yes, Tyler. Well, I'm just making sure because, technically, you know, there could be, you know, dashes on Teespring, but Teespring is one word. Some people don't know that. Fair enough. Alex, by the way, speaking of cool sweaters. Yes. Look at your sweater, Alex. Yes, I am wearing, for those that are not able to watch us or you're listening, I am, watch, I am wearing the sweatshirt. Alex the is version. modeling the new reverse retro hoodie of the Hartford Whalers, or excuse me, the Carolina Whalers, as they're calling them. Literally, they have shirts that say Carolina Whalers. It looks kind of weird, but there it is. I mean, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I am wearing the sweatshirt version of the reverse retro jersey uh, for the Hartford Whalers, Carolina Whalers, whatever. Adidas branded. Well, yes, because Adidas, Adidas life, my Oh, friend. my Lord, you did not just do that. I did. Three-stripe life. Don't. We know it. We live it. We love it. Stop On today's it. program, college hockey analyst Pat Micheletti will be joining us at the top of hour two. We'll be talking about the gain of approval from all five Canadian provinces that hold NHL teams to well, play games. Possibly. In- possibly. Well, that's what's being reported, so we're going to be talking about it. Plenty of signings to be talking about. A big rule change in the NHL. We'll get onto that later. And how we will also be talking, the NHL will be believing that they'll be playing in Canada. So that also relates into what we just talked about. Chris Johnson is reporting that the league believes that an agreement is in place with the provisional, excuse me, provincial governments. You kind of had it. It's just a couple, a couple words in there. So first topic of the day. Here is the big news from that. And it's kind of fuddy-duddy simply because of the fact that we don't really, I mean, it's not official yet, but everyone right now is setting up to play. Schedule was released today, official schedule, not just starting dates. There is a lot to be excited about, but there's going to be a different precaution. It's going to be a whole different division compared to the leagues, the division, excuse me, down here in the United States. We talked about it in spades before how a little bit loosey-goosey in some parts of this country, Alex. I mean, California is, you know, the probably the, I'd say the strictest, I would say. Uh, not, not entirely. It depends. I will say that, well, the reason, well, hey, there's the reason why the Rose Bowl is not going to be in California this year, Alex. That is true. Even though that's an outdoor event. So it is one of the, it is one of the higher ones up there. Yes. So there is obviously, you can look at that retrospect and say, okay, well, there's obviously parts of, you know, California, like the Ducks won't be able to play with fans, but you know, Dallas will and Arizona will and Florida will. Right. Carolina probably. Tampa has not said anything yet, but there's still a possibility there. 
Hey, Florida's crazy, man. Anything goes down there. Florida is well. Well, I, it sounds like Tampa. It's something. Tampa seems like it's the, the home of Florida. It's the home of Florida man, for Pete's sake. The home of Florida. Florida man. Oh, Florida man. Oh, the oh the guy. Yes. Florida man, quote unquote. That's a thing. Yes, it's a thing. Okay. Tyler, where have you been? You I think I've been watching. I've been watching. I've been watching hockey all week. College hockey, World Juniors. Literally. Can we talk about that though? What? What watching the World Juniors and how much there's been like stuff put into getting like the on ice up close and personal views. We'll get so, we can, so we hold can, on. We can get to that. We'll get we'll, to, we got we got a section for World Juniors coming okay, up. Okay, fine, fine. We got that later on. But we'll we'll get back to this beginning part of about the the Canadian teams. So the quote from uh, NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly on the matter, which was this past Thursday, quote. On the basis of our discussions with provincial health authorities in the past week, as well as our exchange of correspondence over the last 24 hours, we believe we are aligned in an agreement on the conditions on which each of our Canadian franchises can begin play in their own buildings for the start of the 2020-21 NHL season, end quote. Well, that's, now, that's good news. I mean, the good news is that there is a plan in place, and because the big, and this is what pertained to me about the the more strict versus the kind of less, more lackadaisical approach towards the coronavirus. And now whether or not I say, oh my gosh, Tyler, you're calling some places bad for me. No, I'm, well, yes, but no, I'm saying in Canada, they're going to treat it a lot differently. The testing will be more severe. They'll probably be testing themselves when they get on the plane, on their own private charter, by the way, when they get off the plane, their own private charter, by the way, into their hotel rooms, which will be their own, by the way, their own floor, and to the arena, which will be held off to literally nobody because there will be no concerts, Alex. Still no concerts, still no wrestling events or any other kind of, you know, kind of soirees going on. Just hockey will be played in those arenas. Now, come playoff time, that may be different, but I'm still on the basis, Alex, that we're going to have a bubble for the playoffs for all, each division. Now, hold on. So that's why I'm, there's going to be more testing, more. Just a, They're going to do it a lot differently. And if the NHL can sign off on that, because at this point, yes, it's going to cost more for each team to test as much as I'm sure the Canadian governments want them to. But if you want to play, and this is kind of this is not necessarily connected directly to the money deal, but if you want to play, you got to make you got to make do. You got to meet in the middle somewhere. Right. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to be meet in the middle with the Canadian government. And that's not a knock on them. They want to keep everyone safe. They want to keep everyone healthy. Even though, yes, you can just, you know, if I, we lived in Ontario, Alex, we could go to British Columbia with literally no problems whatsoever and go hang out there. No one would care. But regardless, you would have to probably lean more towards what they want to do if you want to play. Right. You do have to give. And now, yes, Alberta, Alex, is still probably the lead. The Alberta and Manitoba still sound like the ones that are the most, I guess, you know, okay with everything. It's just, it sounds still like British Columbia, Ontario, and Quebec are the ones that have the issues or have the questions about the testing and how it's going to go throughout the season. Right. And well, Alberta seems to be the province that everything is basing out of on behalf of the Canadian government side uh, with uh, this past Wednesday, Alberta's chief medical officer of health, Dr. Dina Hinshaw, um, sending a note to the league on behalf of all five provinces involved asking for COVID-19 testing or a possible a possible return to a scenario in which all teams would be in a secure zone in one city, similar to what they did in Edmonton for the uh, playoffs. Right. So, um, the request for the ed- increased COVID nineteen testing um, from the provincial government pr- provincial government excuse me 
Get her uh, out there, buddy. Was accepted it. by the NHL, which is just another uh, hurdle to come. So at this point, I think we're all expecting each team to be able to play in their own barn. Otherwise, there is that backup option of going into a bubble, which in in all seriousness, I'm I'm completely okay with. Yeah. Because for for us in in Michigan, the the only real team that's been playing um, of note, should I say, in their own place, is the or, or the Detroit Pistons and the uh, Detroit Lions. So because yes. they're the only two uh, professional teams right now that are currently playing because the Tigers are not playing right now, correct? Tigers are not playing, but the Tigers were able to play because it's like I said, it's easier with out with being outdoors. Because that's and that's the thing too is well because the Lions aren't playing anymore because they aren't in playoffs. No, they got one more game. They have one more one game. More game one more game to lose, Alex. One more game to lose. Fair enough. That's, I almost thought I almost that's thought. right. No, the the Bills clinched the their the Buffalo Bills, Alex. Look at them go. They played built different. B I L L T different. Have you okay. seen the Bills Mafia? Of course they're built different. Jeez. Yeah, they can fly through tables and get up like it's nothing. They somehow are able to light plastic tables that you see at your cousin's bar mitzvah, light them on fire, and put them through it. Or any other outdoor event. I saw bar mitzvah is the first one that came to my mind. I don't know why. I feel like Bill's Mafia came from the Russian Mafia. I feel like there's got to be some sort of connection there because... No, because here's the thing. They well, wanted, I was talking they, about the vodka consumption. No, but anywho. <laughs> they wanted people to see the pain that they felt on the inside, on the outside. So they powerbombed people through the tables thinking, hey, this is how we can show people what we feel on the inside because this sucks being a Buffalo fan. <laughs> also, they wanted to show that, hey, we're tough for Buffalo. We suffer through 35 feet of snow every year. I mean, if you can survive a dumpster fire, you can survive going through an actual fire. Ah, I see what you did there. Ah, there you ah, go. Ah, nice. <laughs> that nice. Feel, how'd that feel good? That feel not, like, not, really. not really. Not really, no. No. My skin's dry. Your skin's dry? My, my, apparently my back is dry. Kelly tells me that. I don't I just well, say, it's okay. That, it's that time of the year, and I mean, it, it's one of those things also. Well, can we take our predictions quickly? We have Sweden and Austria on the, on the TV right now. It's four minutes in. Sweden's already got 7-0. No, no. When are they going to score? Because oh, it, it took the Americans a while to score against Austria, but then they, when you shoot the puck seventy three times, I mean, poor kid. Where's well, it, is it? Wormberch again? Uh, Wormberch I don't know. You're the world juniors expert. Oh, geez. What's where's I, your roster at? It's right. I have his name right over here. Where is it? <laughs> Can seventy three to ten were the shots in the U.S. Austria game where they won. I'll say time. that it takes them seven minutes at least to score. Seven minutes. Wow. And anything the wheels are going to fall off. Uh, well, okay. Here's the thing. Sweden is a lot less dangerous than the United States, especially in the in the world. Well, Philip Broberg's out of the lineup, by the way. Had four, had uh, I think four assists or two assists in the game against the Czechs. True. Out. But then again, against Austria, I mean, and you can take your chances. Didn't Austria also have another guy that didn't he get suspended for a, a head check? Yes, I heard about that. Wasn't Marco Rossi? No, which is literally their team. Yeah, thankfully. Uh, but. Probably get to the science. See, see we, here's, well, actually, here's, no, we got forty-four minutes. Never I, mind. I think it's 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 one of those things where, like, at the world junior level, Sweden is a lot less dangerous than they are at the like the Olympic. I, I, or hold on, before you go, before you finish that sentence, they're a lot less dangerous in the medal round. They have this ridiculous undefeated streak in the round robin play. Oh well, yes, that, which will be tested because they do have okay the I, Americans and Russia. But then again, we'll get to the Russians later on. We don't know with the Russians anymore. Here's the thing, though. That's what I'm saying. When is that what you're saying, Alex? Overall, oh, they are overall. not 
as, you know, scary. The United States is always scary. Russia is always scary, even though they look pretty mortal. Well, Canada af- after is scary. last. Are you talking about after last night's game? Because I, 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 I got to wait on it because I got a whole we'll thing about but it. We'll get, we'll I always get, just wanted to say make a prediction. So you say you said seven minutes. Seven minutes, yeah. Because we so have, the, we have, have the they have Austria a minute. They have a minute Sweden forty. They have a minute forty before you. I'm gonna say right now. Right. Pfft, dang okay. it. Well, they, <laughs> well, he had a shot. From, yeah, a wide open shot from the slot. I was thinking maybe I'm just gonna get it right now. So okay. But anyway. uh, on that, all the twelve Canadian, minute mark. Yeah, twelve minutes. Twelve minute mark. Okay. Okay. Fine. All of the Canadian teams, as of right now, are expected to be playing in their own barns at the beginning of the season, with additional testing necessary. Getting on to signings for this upcoming season. Alex's favorite part of the show, by the way, contract talk. I don't mind contract talk. Well, now you don't mind it because there hasn't been anything for a couple months. No, what I don't, what I hate is talking about contract talks. Well, this guy talking to this guy, well, the agent would give me, I don't care. Tell me when there's an actual signing. I hated watching and waiting for Marner. I hated waiting and watching for Nylander. I hated waiting and watching for... uh, Oh, who was this last Marner? You said, no, Marner. This last season's no, it was it wasn't Marner. It was somebody else. It wasn't for the Leafs. Aho didn't hold out. Well, of course he didn't hold out because he got offer sheet. Because Montreal has sent the Hurricanes an early Christmas present. Here, here's some here's a player that's worth probably twelve million million dollars. I think now. Happy birthday. I don't think there was a real holdout though. It may have been close, what, but. No, I'm no. I'm trying to think of a. No, I'm trying to think of a. I'm trying to think of a holdout, but I can't think of one on top of my head. Anyway, it comes wh- to me, but while anyways. you're thinking about that, so the signings that currently um, happened. So Mike Hoffman signed a PTO with St. Louis. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I listen. I I almost tweeted this out, but I didn't. I chose not to. Is he still dating that one girl that that was going after Eric Carlson's wife? I don't know. I Who hope cares? not. Because I, well, I just Who wonder. Who cares? Well, because I wonder. No, I'm, I'm not going to go anymore on that. But I'm just saying, like, this is what happens when Mike Hoffman, who, by the way, has averaged 35 goals and 35 assists for the last few seasons, even in Florida, where their offense has been like this the entire way, looking like the waves coming off the Gulf. But he's still been a consistent player. The problem is that Mike Hoffman, while in a normal world, Alex, I've said this a thousand times with contract talks this summer, or this offseason, excuse me, players are not going to be getting paid what they want to get paid or what they would get paid in a normal cap era. Where the cap consistently rises, so do the contracts. That's not going to happen. And that's the problem with Mike Hoffman is, yes, he may be worth $5 million, but no one wants to pay $5 million for him right now, Alex, because right now he's just not the kind of guy that, I mean, that's a lot of coin you're going to be given to someone when you don't know if he's going to fit in with your team well. Because Hoffman, yeah, he played well in Ottawa, but then it ended badly. In Florida, it has him like it's totally taken off. Like, I'm sure they want him to. So what's Eric, what was his last contract, Alex? Uh, his last contract had a annual, or he had an AAV of $5.18 million. That was his AAV the past one, two, three, four seasons um, with... Of which he signed with the Ottawa Senators and then went to San Jose, Florida. then to Florida. Oh, San Jose, remember that yes. was the Doug Wilson flip that made him look like a genius. And then he, he signed, went to Florida and then he then signed Eric, San Jose. Then he signed Eric Carlson for. Um, but before that, the contract that he did have was a, a one year, two million dollar deal. So I, it's one of those things that 
since Hoffman is getting this through a um, tryout contract, I think it's going to be a lesser dollar amount for less term. Obviously, I'm expecting a one-year deal out of this, maybe two, because Mike Hoffman is a good asset. I think he could really do a lot of damage, um, especially in the current division setup that St. Louis finds themselves in. Where they play Florida, by the way. Where they play Florida, they get which Florida, is Florida, they get Minnesota. No, 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 no. St. Louis is no. in the West. St. Louis is in the West. Damn. I'm sorry. Yes. I caught myself. I thought Florida is also in there. Florida. No, Florida's in the Central. Uh, Flo- yes. Florida in the West, Alex. Dude, I don't this know. This is not Winnipeg when they first moved from Atlanta that they're in the Southeast Division. No. I I think, I mean, I, well, here's the thing. Then St. Louis, what do you have? You have the Carolina team or the California teams. That, I mean, there's, well, they play each other, what, eight times, eight times well, a yeah, season? Well, yeah, so... So yeah, I mean, so they're going up, right there, they're going up against Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Los Angeles, Minnesota. Yes, is in there. San Jose, which he technically was part of for five seconds, and Vegas. So I think he he's he's going to be a good asset to pick up. I think that was it's it's just going to be. I think St. Louis is just going to be looking at him and seeing. All right, to what level are we going to actually be able to pay this guy? So with the PTL, see how he's looking. What's their cap room? St. Louis's? Uh, I, 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 you're right. Let Sorry. me look real quick. Um, their projected cap space is zero with $1.175 million dollars on, used in LTIR. What? Who's on LTIR? Because um, you can use up to how much their contract is. They have uh, Tarasenko and Alexander Steen on IR. Okay, so they'll be able to use some of that because Steen was making a buck or two. Uh, Steen was making 5.75, and Vladimir Tarasenko so, was making 7.5. Under the current CBA, even the amended CBA that's been amended and thrown away. It's and less again. than the Lightning. How about that? They have it. Don't even get me started. Them in Vegas literally. Can we to- talk about that? I didn't see that on the show. Can we talk about that? I think we can do that next week. I do want to talk about St. Louis. What, got- Kucherov? Oh, no, Kucherov's on there. Is he on there? I got this is a long show. We got a packed show today. Alex. I'm just making sure, man. We're getting to Kucherov, We're, and because there's other, they signed a couple other guys. So I like to think that St. Louis will do well. Mike Hoffman, I think, can flourish. But I mean, this is an odd time because there's a lot of guys that probably would get you know 800 grand contracts, one million dollar contracts if they were probably a little bit better. But right now, you just don't know with some of these guys, which pertains a little bit to the next guy. Yeah, I well. I think my Mike Hoffman's at least going to get three, three for a year because it, it's very generous of you. It's very generous, but also St. Louis has been always one of those teams that they pick up people's scraps or people that are viewed as less than, you know, average or whatever you want to say, and they just seem to do good in St. Louis. That's just how they've been. Jay Bowmeister is a great example of that. Yes. Uh, next guy we're going to be talking about is Craig Anderson. He signed a PTO with Washington, obviously. Um, with the Lundquist situation, they have been left with basically, basically a backup in that. So they definitely need some star talent well, to fill the crease. Come on now. Don't, don't. No, 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 no. I'm saying Ilya Samsonov is supposed to be the next goaltender for Washington. He's supposed to be the next one. However, and you, you, lost, you lost Holpe, so there, you lost your starting goaltender. You were supposed to have well, that Lundquist. Was, that's, that was, that was seeming be... like that was going to happen anyways. So at the very least, now you have Craig Anderson, who is a goalie that we've seen in the past. He's he's done good. He's kind of fallen off the horse a little bit, but I think he could still be of value to the team um, in a situation where Samsonov and uh, Anderson, you know, split time. I don't know if that's kind of similar to... I don't know if that's his play style. I don't know if he's 
I haven't really paid attention to whether or not he's kind of affected by those back-to-back kind of games or whatnot, or if he's the kind of goalie kind of like uh, like Freddie Anderson who he needs to be playing games and games and games to actually keep in his groove. Well, Samsonov has been the one – well, he played a little bit more of a 1B role last season, so he may be able to play a little bit more this year. Is something wrong with our stream? No. Oh, okay, no. Sorry, you send me people text us during the show. It's like, oh, your stream's bad. I'm like, okay. No, it's just my girly friend. Oh, that's nice. Hi, Katie. She's not watching, is she? She'll listen to it later, probably. Oh, okay. Well, at this point of the show, hi, Katie. Anyways, so Craig Anderson's a good pick because then you can do similar to a Mike Vernon, I would say. Mike Vernon, except actually did well in the playoffs. I don't think Craig will be a playoff goaltender for the How about Curtis Joseph? I feel like that's better. No, because at that no, because Curtis Joseph was always the number one guy. He could never be in a one B role. That was the problem with Manny Legacy in 0506. That was the problem with that. So, but no, in terms of Anderson, he can play the veteran goaltender, help Sansonov kind of get a little bit more accustomed. Because I don't know, I I'm not saying Hopi was a bad leader, but Anderson, I'm pretty sure would accept the role. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be the starting goaltender for long. They have this kid Sansonov. He's really good. You know, he's got talent. Is he, it Samsonov or is it Samsonov? Samsonov. It's Ilya Samsonov. Okay. I mean, sure. Trust me, I saw him. I'm like, it's Samsonov. No. I've always heard when Samsonov. Joe, so Joe like... Beninati said Samsonov, and he's their guy, and I believe him. When and the national guy messes it up, or all I right, mess it up, right, it doesn't all count. Right, okay. If I mess it up, I that's, just asking, that's another Just asking, bro. Chill. I'm just saying. But anyway, so Craig Anderson can play that role of Mike Vernon. Bring it like how he brought up Chris Osgood. Kind of mat- helped him mature a little bit more than he would have if Ozzy were to be by himself. Which, right. by the way, Ozzy's on that side of the room now. We didn't move him over here. I kept him over there. He's next to Stevie Dwy. That makes sense. It's okay. So, but I like this move, and I, you know, Craig Anderson may be another goaltender that's getting minimum wage. He may not get it paid a whole lot, but he doesn't need to get paid a whole lot because, well, Alex, it's been three years since that team made it to the conference finals and was one goal away from the Stanley Cup finals. Right. Seems like forever ago. Yeah. But remember Eric Carlson? Hey, Mike Hoffman, Eric Carlson, they hooked up on that one nice goal against Boston. Remember when they were friends? Remember how long ago that was? Yeah. So, I like this idea of bringing in a veteran goaltender. You don't need to bring him in for ex- – he's not going to be that expensive. I don't expect Craig Anderson to ask for a lot of money. But good move by Washington, bringing a veteran goaltender to replace a veteran goaltender you already brought. Is Anderson not as good as Lundqvist? Yes, I would say that. But you get a goaltender that you could utilize, help develop your younger goaltenders, and make them better. So Washington's not going to be a favorite of mine anyways. They may still do well in that division, but they're not going to you know, be a contender in my eyes. Right. They're going to definitely have a rough season this year even though they still have quite a bit of talent in their ranks. Next one we're going to be talking about is good old Anastasia. Andreas Anthanasiu signs with L.A. $1.2 million contract. Is it official? It was reported by Elliot Freeman literally right before the show. Uh, it's everyone's, yep, Cap Friendly's confirmed it. Yep, okay. All right, and how long is that? One by 1.2. So one year, $1.2 million contract. Free, come on, buddy Fridge is never wrong. You know that. I was just, I was he just, ain't your buddy. He's my buddy. The refrigerator is not your buddy. I dare you to call him that to his face. What? I don't know. I, I, I feel fridge. Better man. men have been called the fridge. William James Perry. His name's got to be William James, though, right? I don't know. It, then again, well, it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> You're asking bo- the wrong guy. You're supposed to know all these things, Alex. I know him as the fridge. That's it. I don't know what his real name was. He was known as the fridge. He was That's in, his name. He was in WrestleMania too. Don't you know that? I wasn't alive for like 20 years. You weren't alive for a lot longer than 20 years, Alex. The world's been around for a but- minute. 
Los Angeles, <laughs> sure. I guess you got another guy. He's not great, but he's better than what you have. He's a defensive liability, and but he has hands. Yeah, the 10 goals he's going to score, guys, they'll be on the highlight reels. Just remember, don't put him on the penalty kill because every time he's on the penalty kill, he you get scored on. It's like Joey Harrington. Man, Joey Harrington, Alex, he went seven. You leave him out of this. He went seven for 23 today, but dang, those seven passes. 20 yards, 15 yards, six yard out. Literally, that's, that was Joey Harrington's line about every game. Quarterback rating of 53. He was, he was great. He was a legend. Moving on, Corey Perry is going to Montreal. Uh, one year, $750,000. This is a guy that has seen better days. But um, since... He's seen better days. <laughs> For the, for the seen better days. He has, he has seen, seen better days since his time playing for the Ducks of Anaheim in uh, his blatant headshot in the Winter Classic at the good old Cotton Bowl. He has seen that was his highlight better moment? days. Yes. Honestly, what else did he do in Dallas? I he hit a guy in the freaking head at the Cotton Bowl. And then had to walk back with a camera right on him. Oh, my God. That was so hilarious. Pinned to his Derriere, it was great. Well, he, that's, that's that was the longest walk of shame. At least in a, a regular NHL arena, you only have like you have the skate from the penalty box across the ice to the bench and then into the locker room. Yeah. That's it. So, and even then, you have like a nice little protective tarp so people don't throw stuff at you. But other than that, but no, no, he had to walk the entire length of the tunnel. Goodbye, Cotton Bowl, Keith Jackson. <laughs> I only yeah. Corey Perry is going to Montreal, home of Le Canadien. No, it's Le Canadien. You said Le. Yeah, I did. You said it wrong. Don't say you tried to do it intentionally either. No, I didn't. By the way, we're both wrong. We're past the 12-minute mark of the game. Sweden and Austria still tied at zero. I said at least. You said seven minutes. I said at least shots minutes. though are fifteen and nothing. <laughs> For the record, I said at least. So as long as no, they, as long as Sweden not, no, scores in this no. game, I win. Because I said at least. I picked the over. You lose. Good day, sir. I said good day, sir. Corey Perry. I like this move, though, by Montreal, Alex. Actually, yeah. Because here's the thing. <laughs> they need more veteran, I'm not going to say talent, but veteran presence up front. You lose Max Domi, and yes, you don't replace him with the same Karabi caliber player at his age, but you bring in a guy up front that can kind of help Suzuki. And yes, Tatar's been around for a few years, Ta-ta. but... Ta-ta. He needs a little bit of help as well. Remember we used to call him Tater? Tater Salad. I, I like it because inexpensive, similar to what Jason Spets do. Actually, similar to what the Leafs are doing in general right now. Yeah. So, Old talent, very cheap. Yes. Over-the-hill talent. But look at Corey Perry. Look at the role he was able to play in the playoffs last year for Dallas. Corey Perry thrives in the playoffs. Now, yes, Montreal has to get to the playoffs, and they're in a Canadian division where they just have to finish in the top half of it which means you have to beat Vancouver. And, yes, I, it, the way the divisions look, Alex, I don't favor Montreal or Ottawa. But there's anything can happen this year. So he's a guy that made – I mean, it's a 56-game season as well. So fatigue for him is not going to be as prevalent as it would be in a full 82-game season. Well, yes and no. Well, no, there will it's, be fatigue, but it it's won't gonna be. be. It's going to be short-term fatigue because you have a lot of back-to-backs and stuff like that. At the very least – Corey Perry is going to be a great guy to have on a kind of shutdown line. You can put him on the power play to literally just shoot the puck from the point if you need be. Uh, he's not a bad player. I, no. I want to make sure he's not as he's not the Corey Perry he once was because then, not the hard trophy. But, but then again, Corey Perry. Liter- you could say that for literally 
any athlete ever. Once you pass your prime, you're not going to be as good. You can say the same for even Alexander Ovechkin. By the way, the cover athlete of NHL 2021, which my my lovely girlfriend got for me for Christmas. Shout out to Miss Katie. I played oh. I played that today, and it was pretty fun. Are you, are you doing the be a pro or? I am. I got signed by the Kings, and I hate myself. I got signed <laughs> by the Rangers. The Rangers had the first pick, and they went they went past me. I, they had, I wanted to go number four. I Let's was, go Wings. Here's the thing. I, I did the Champions League route, and I did not have a great tournament, but apparently four goals in six games is good enough to get drafted first overall. I went the Memorial Cup route and played for the I'm Hamilton doing, Bulldogs, I'm doing that and with my, I, I owned Kelowna Rockets I'm twice. doing that with a defenseman, and I am playing as the Calgary Hitman. Literally just wearing the Hitman jerseys, though, like the – the black and pink, the original ones. You know has you know who has a really good jersey set on the game from the WHL? The Portland Winterhawks. They have two alternate jerseys, simple black, simple white, with like nice little like indigenous uh like pattern on the on Portland's the always pop. good. Ugh, Another one that not, they have really nice jerseys. Edmonton. They're like the baby Blackhawks, though. It's kind of funny. Well, that That's what they are. That's why I like a look. That's why, like, Windsor's one, too, I look at. I'm like, Windsor's literally just the baby capitals. True. But, yeah, so that's... They always have been. So, yeah, that's a cool game. It's a fun game. I still play it. Whenever I have time now at this point. That is true. But, yeah, Corey Perry, good move to go to Montreal. Uh, Drake Kajula, one year, 700000 with Arizona. Okay. Cool. You need it. Uh, you need, you need a field the hockey team. Yeah, you need. Yeah, <laughs> you, you need, need to have a hockey. You need eighteen skaters. So, and you're gonna need a taxi squad. So, sure. Uh, Connor Sheary signs with Washington. Another one out of the Capitals camp. One year, seven hundred and thirty-five thousand. Okay, you need to have a team on the ice other than Alexander Ovechkin and uh, good, good. Death. What's his I, name? Some some douche. Uh, hit people in the head. Tom Wilson. Ah, that guy. Tom. Expletive Wilson. Good thing our dad came right at that time when you dropped that word. Thanks, buddy. I can do some editing later. Expletive. But no, I actually is 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 that word? I'm not gonna say it again. But I don't know if that's FCC. But what anyway. douche? No, come on. I mean, technically, people use it to help sleep. So, <sighs> I mean, yes. Okay. Anyways, Connor Sherry, good depth piece. I think. Listen, he's gonna be a guy that's gonna put up twelve goals, maybe, or this year ten goals, maybe. But he's gonna play your your tough minutes, your penalty kill minutes, your your ten goals is very it's, uh, generous. Well, maybe this you're right this year because he'll probably score fifteen in normal season. So yeah, maybe ten is a little generous. But I'm giving him benefit of the doubt. Maybe he gets put on Ovechkin's line. Ovechkin backs your man. Connor Sheary running around down low if Tom Wilson gets suspended. So there you go. Look at That's that. Terrible. It does sound terrible. But Washington's not gonna be that good either. So what's it to you? Michael Froelich signs with Montreal, one year, seven hundred and fifty thousand. He's still around. Good for him. Yeah, I'll, I'll be yeah. honest. He signed. I'm like, oh, good for him. Hey, you're playing. Hey, hockey. Oshry's got a shot on goal. It only took uh, six, almost six, fifteen minutes. minutes we probably and missed it. Fifty-five so was, seconds. We'll say fifteen minutes because we probably missed it. Let's say fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, Michael Grant. Okay, so moving on. Uh, Nashville Na- had some fun. Nashville has two signings: Michael Granlund, one year, three point seven five million, and Eric Halla, one year, one point seven five. Because what's it? You needed to keep Granlund. I think honestly, with the state that your team's in, you needed to keep Granlund as because, much talent as possible. Yes, right. So I don't think it was that much of a raise in salary. I think it might just be a well, regular. Let me. 
Click on Eric Holla, because wasn't he traded from Nashville? Click Holla and scroll down to his stats. Well, I'm scroll looking. Down. I'm looking. I'm looking. Or was he? Or, no, he went. He's from Florida, was he not? Hold or, on. So last year he played with. Oh, no, excuse me. He was traded from Carolina to Florida in the Trocheck trade. That's where he Right, okay. yeah. Well, because, yeah. well, he started with Carolina. But he did play in Minnesota. Okay. I'm like, Eric Hall, whenever, it's one of those guys, no matter where he plays, he just rings my bell as, hey, there's a guy that played for this team. Like, you know, there was a kid that plays for Northeastern. It's Ken Clay's kid. I didn't know Ken Clay played for the Leafs or Phoenix. He played for Washington for 100 years, but, but that's just how I think of Eric Hall. But, Couple good moves here by David Poyle. I mean, like I said, Nashville's not going to win that Central Division. I'm sorry, Peyton Turnage, but that's just the long and the short of it. We're going to have Pete Weber on, and I hope he gives me a better gives convinces me otherwise. But well, knock on wood. I hope we get Pete back on. Pete would be a fun interview to get back here on the Kula Show here on Twelve Ounce Sports. But I am a I'm a big move like this. I'm a big move. Like, uh, I like this move because it's a solid move to keep some offensive talent. As it's starting to kind of dwindle, Philip Forsberg's kind of gone off the side a little bit. Victor Arvitz is trying to lead this team. Your leading scorer is Ryan Suter, which is great, but not ideal because he is getting a little older, Alex. Where's Ryan Ellis when you need him? <sighs> he's still your po- he's still on the power play. I, I think John Hines maybe in a f- more, f- I guess, a, I don't say a full season because that's obviously not what this is. Oh, they scored finally. Sweden finally scored. Hey, I win. 17. Okay, I did two technically. I said no, I said at least. You said I'm a dot 13 minutes. Anyways. 12. I, because you're you're not, if he has actual time to really set up his style with this team, they will be better. They're not going to get embarrassed in the first round or the qualifying round of the playoffs this year. The big question will obviously be the goaltending. Is Pecorine over the hill finally? Is he, is he going to go off to the wayside? Or in or is, well, can you see Saros step up? Because let's listen, Yaroslav Askarov is not. I don't. He's not ready yet. That's let's be honest here, folks. No, he's not. So, but but here will. here if you watched he, the game last night. You know for sure. Goaltending wise, you're gonna have to think. You have a 25 year old who's an RFA next year. You're gonna want to keep him. You're gonna have and to hope and pray. Pecorine is almost 40. He's gonna so, be 39 at the end of the season. Right. right? So or somewhere close to that. Somewhere around there. So. It's the tough decisions have to be be made, and I, I just you're in a team where you don't have uh you have cap room for sure, but you'd also have a lot of contracts that are very long and very expensive. Matt Duchesne to be one of them. Uh, finally, we're gonna talk about Carl Soderberg. He signs one year one one million dollar contract, so one one. Uh. You need to have a hockey team. I'm, I'm bummed about this one though. Cause why? Well, here's the thing about Chicago. I don't know what Chicago is going to be. Cause bad. They may be okay. The Chicago hockey team, but they just don't have a goaltender. Who are, who are their goaltenders? Their goaltenders as of right now are Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban. How is this team go 500 next year? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> teams need a tank. Look what the Red Wings have been doing. But for the no past one told Jonathan Taves that, though. And now he's like, wait, we don't have any goaltenders. How are we supposed to compete? We're not oh, yes. trying to compete, Captain. I'm oh, like, yes, what? They totally, they totally told Taves. That's why this past summer it's been, okay, where is Taves going to go? Is he going to stay? Is he asking for a trade? Well, where is Kane going to go? Pardon me. When they announced it, they announced it, and then they told Taves. Taves, I guess, was not in the decision. I guess he wasn't in the decision. Which making. is funny because he's usually everywhere. 
him and Kane are usually like, listen, we need Brandon Saad back. We can't. We're both ten point five million dollars. We're your best players. We're both thirty two. What else do you want? We are going to be the best, and we're going to get paid the same for the same amount of term. We're going to be like twins and twins. Jonathan Davis does not have that deep of voice. It's more like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm. No, John Davis talks like he talks like this. He just doesn't well, know what just, else. To, he doesn't have a higher octave or really a high volume. More of a kind of a like, just you know, just keeping the eyes wide open, no really blinking, just keeping the mouth nice and nice and small. Because people you just really just need to get the point across really quickly, even though you're just rambling on, bambling them on. And I'm, you know, I'm, when people you know, see John the tape scream on the ice when he scores, it's literally like you or I in the driveway. Yeah, that's literally him. He's not screaming. He's yeah. not actually screaming. He's just. Yeah. And Tyler Kuehl scores the game winner. Yeah. He's not actually and the yelling. the goes crazy. <sighs> yeah, that's Jonathan Taves and his level of excitement. He's, that, I'm sure even, hey, goal, Jonathan Taves, you won the gold medal. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Canada. That's really how Canada. he said it. <laughs> Jonathan Taves, I have to wear number 16 because I'm not the best. Actually, because wasn't Thornton 19? I don't remember. Well, Thornton, Thornton wore Thor- 19. Thornton was 97 in the World Cup. I wonder who who wore 19 in the last one. I don't remember. But anyway, so. Somebody. A player. But, yeah. Chicago. The other thing about Silverberg that stinks, because I thought, hey, if Arizona can keep him around, just keep, just keep players in your system. But Arizona, despite having a year where it showed that they can be a top team in that Pacific Division, even with the additions and even going up against teams like Vegas, they can be a good hockey team. But it just seems like whether it's financial reasons or what, I know we don't want to keep going back to the financial reasons because we talked with Louis Pannon in the past about this on how Arizona is trying to get past that. But here we are, Alex. We're back to score one. It's always going to be a point of discussion, always a point of what really matters and what really has been hindering this team. Because, yes, Arizona has always been one of those teams where they always find ways to win, and they they have some. There's never a season where their record is not surprising. It's like, wow, they won X amount of games. They only lost X amount of games. You know, they really got some pretty good players there. But blah 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 blah. You know, I mean, there's they they made the playoffs and oh, but blah 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 blah. There's always the but in there, and there's always the but. Yeah, it's just it's just how things have gone for them. They they've been rubbing their lucky rabbit's foot for a, a long time. Yes. Is what I'll say. Um, but Chicago, you have a new player. He can do some things. Carl, I I think Carl Soderberg is he may he's not your number one scorer. Similar to a guy like he's the, not your fifth scorer. He's well Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, uh, hold yeah, on, Alex, hold on. You got to, yes. Alex the Brinkcat. Hey, that Kubalik guy. Oh yeah, that Kubalik. Th- let, let all rookies last year. Call it a candidate. Three goal. Was it was it two and three or three and two in that first game against Edmonton? Yeah, Kirby uh, Doc. He's out four to five weeks. I believe was the report that I just saw on the Twitter feed when we were talking earlier in the early on the show. Doc, Kirby Doc, who was knocked out in the well, he wasn't knocked out, but he had to leave the game, the pre-tournament game against Russia for Canada. Ended up messing up his wrist. He had surgery. He's out four to five weeks. Hey, at least you know he'll be ready for the playoffs. Yes. He'll be ready for the playoffs. Well, which they won't be in. <laughs> if Is Kirby Doc the next captain? Probably. Can we just? I don't think. Do we want to do the way to? Hold on. I don't want to do that because we did that with Brock Besser with Vancouver and Bo. I mean, then again, Bo Havert. Bo Havert. 
Bo Havert. Bo Horvat is a the I believe is the ideal choice. So I think Vancouver's got the right spot there with that. So, but Kirby Doc is three years away from being one of the best players in the league. If he can keep continuing to develop with the talent that we've seen. Which is funny because that's how long uh, is left on Jonathan Taves' contract. Good. Get rid of Taves. Make Kirby Doc your leader. Lead us. And Patrick King. Well. And Alex Dabrinka. <laughs> did, did you see the, the memes whenever someone's... And Duncan Keith. No, when um, everyone's like, oh, can we talk about that? Duncan Keith, Alex Dabrinka, Jonathan Taves, and Patrick King. All have their contracts. Alex, and, and can we years. be happy to say that we've no. done, we've done this show long enough that Duncan Keith's contract is on the board on Cat Friendly? That's how long we've done this show. When we started, it was off the board. It was off the board. That's and right. now we are actually able to see when he's going to There's only retire. three years left. Let's go. Um, but no, I, I lost my train of thought now because you interrupted me. No, Kirby Doc, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane leaving. Uh, Kirby Doc, Captain. Captain Kane. Oh, no. The joke, the memes about Patrick Kane when they said, oh, hey, guys, every, each team is going to have a taxi squad. And there's pictures of people getting ready to fight because Patrick Kane fought that taxi driver in Buffalo. Oh, my God. Because apparently. His hometown. Those Buffalo taxi drivers, man. Those guys are turds, apparently. He's a hometown boy. What can I say? I didn't know they had a tax service in Buffalo until Patrick Kane fought somebody over 30-some cents. I remember the first time you found out that Patrick Kane was actually an American. <laughs> it was like, wait, I thought he was from Canada. No, he's from Buffalo. Well, because he played for London. Well, he pl- yes, he played for London. Yeah. But then he played for the United States. <laughs> well, yes. And you're like, wait, what? Oh, Buffalo, New York. But I'll oh. say this. Be- That's basically Canada. Before, I feel like we should be able to adopt him. Before I started writing, before I started doing my blogging whatever, and how much I actually paid attention to numbers and contracts and crap, like, if you told me, hey, what about the 2011 team, like, this and that, I'm like, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you who was what. I knew who played for, like, I knew the World Juniors because that happened every once a year, and I paid a lot of attention to it, but I didn't, like, study it and whatever. Same thing with junior players. I couldn't have told you that, I mean, I could tell you that Corey Perry was a London Knight. I could tell you a lot of guys were London Knights. But I could not have told you that Jonathan Taves, or Jonathan Tavares, excuse me, was an Oshawa general until he got traded to London. <laughs> like, that's just why, that's how I was. Nowadays, it's like, I'm not quite Pierre Maguire status yet, Alex, but I am heading in that direction. Tyler, who does Steve Eiserman play for in, in the juniors? He played for Peterborough. Well, because I, st- I did a project on Steve Eiserman. That is true. That Do is you want to know who Wayne Gretzky played for in junior hockey? Uh, he played for... Didn't he play for the Sioux? Who else? I don't know. Played, played I think, a three or four, seven... He only played a single-digit number of games for the Peterborough Peets. Who cares? I do, because I want to feel smart and feel like I know everything. Whatever. Jeff Merrick would appreciate that fact. By um, last little bit of news um, as far as signing goes, or lack thereof. Cole Chuck's gone. Again. Again. Finally. Thank you. Get out of here. I'm so Leave. bummed, though. Why? Because I wrote an article saying that Minnesota should sign him. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. When Hi. I, Welcome when, to Minnesota. When I write something, I want it to be real. Go garbage. Hey, I said, man. All I need is a brand new furnace, and that team will be hot. No, Minnesota needs more than just a new furnace, Ty. They need. Well, let's let's. We got a little bit of time before we can go. We go to commercial break, and then we get our our next segment going. Let's look at Minnesota real quick. Got two- oh, excuse me. Pardon me. Coming through. Beep beep. Not four to five weeks. Four to five months for Kirby Doc. So conference finals, right? If they make it there. Yikes! Should should we should we tell the Chicago Blackhawks fans, Alex, that their season's over? 
So the Minnesota Wild have $2.7 million in cap space. Their best players are as follows. Oh, and don't look at numbers. Look at Zach Parise. No, no, I said don't look at the numbers. Look, Don't look at the contracts. Look at the players. I'm looking at the players. Zach Parise. Zach Parise. Oh, jeez. I'm looking at this to myself. I'm like, ugh. Zach. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Zach Parise. Kevin uh-huh. Fiala. Maybe. Uh, Nick Bugestad. Me. Hey, uh, Matt Zuccarello can play. Erickson X, kind of decent. I like Erickson X, though. He's a tough guy. Hey, Jared Spurgeon. Not a tough, not Jared's a tough, tough guy. All right. Ryan Suter. Jared Spurgeon, the guy at bat. Fuck, I like baseball player. Wait, Matt Dumba's still playing for them? Well, he got hurt, remember, a lot. He got, he's, he's been, so, Matt Dumba stinks for, it stinks for me because Wait, he I was, thought he decided he didn't want to play. No, he does. Does he want to play? Yes. I thought he asked to be traded. Because he wasn't because he wasn't playing. He's going to play for Minnesota. He's going to play, but he wants to play for a different team. He may be a guy in a year or two that may be trade bait, but Dumba for me stinks because has he, had he not had the injury trouble that he's had? Ooh, Cam Talbot. He would be good. Now, Cam Talbot could be the X factor for this hockey team. And by that, I mean he needs to be the X factor for this hockey team. I mean, Alex Stalock ain't being nothing. I, no, Stalock deserves to be the number one goaltender. Look how good well look how good well. Look how good he did at the end of last season and then literally gave the Wild a chance in that series against Vancouver. A five game series against Jacob Markstrom, who ended up being one of the bright spots for the Vancouver Canucks, went toe to toe, went save for save with him, and yet still got overlooked. I'm not saying this is the James Reimer effect here, guys, but darn it, give him a chance. But you get Cam Talbot, who was on the outs with Edmund or with Calgary anyways, after Calgary got Jacob Markstrom. So, I mean, Minnesota, the Central Division is going to suck because you do have to take on Tampa. You do have to play a tough Dallas team still. No, Minnesota's in the West, though, right? No, I keep getting it mixed up. No, Minnesota's in the Central. Minnesota is in the West. I keep mixing these up because I, I, because I thought Minnesota was going to be in the Central, and that's why no. everyone was mad because San Jose was in the West. Nope. Minnesota has a chance. No, they don't. Top four? Look who you have against. You have the... You have Colorado, St. Louis, Vegas. There's your top three. Vegas that fourth, is going to be good. St. Louis is going to be good. Well, they Colorado, won't be as good. Colorado is going to be good. But then Arizona is obviously looking weaker. San, San Jose, Jose is, is going to be top four. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Not a chance. Yes, they are. No. Tyler. The Car- the Calif- I almost keep saying Carolina teams every time. The California teams, Alex. San Jose is better than Minnesota. Minnesota is, the, Minnesota is the Oakland A's of freaking hockey. They somehow get there every year, and they lose in every they lose. In the first round, except for the year they played the Tigers in the 06 ALCS. They always get the good players and they trade them away. Josh Donaldson, by the way, American League MVP. Toronto Blue Jay legend, Josh Donaldson, by the way. But I I don't know with Minnesota. I all, I like Minnesota. I don't like them. Well, you're going to have to tell that to our guest that we have in a little bit coming around because he's a Minnesota guy. That's fine. But I, I always want them to do well. Maybe it's because it's just the – they're always the underdog. They're always the team that is – kind of off to the side. I want them to do well. But I don't know if they can keep pressing to try to win with this group that they have. It's getting older. I mean, it's gotten a little bit younger after you got rid of Eric Stahl, but the core is old. Zuccarello, Suter. And by the way, I got that wrong earlier. I meant to say, um, um, oh, good Lord. I said Ryan Suter for the leading score for Nashville earlier. I was definitely wrong on that. Because that's Roman Yossi. <laughs> yeah. A little off. Played for Nashville. Roman Yossi. 
But you have Suter, Parise, Zuccarello. Spurgeon's probably one of your younger guys, which works. Cam Talbot's your starting goaltender. He's not no spring chicken anymore. Alex Stalock, even at, even at his age, he's starting to get up there as well. Do they? How many players do they have that are under thirty? Uh, actually, well, as you go down the contract, okay, there's under a thirty. Hold on, okay, there's keep, actually there's just a few. keep talking. I'll look. No, there's a few. One, two, three. How many are on their ELCs? One, um, one, one. Okay, and who is that? Uh, that would be Kirill Kaprizov. Kaprizov. Kirill Kaprizov. Kirill Kaprizov, I think, believe that's how you say it. Okay. I just, the development is the problem, too, with Iowa. There's just not enough players coming out of there playing that can that can become NHLers. By the way, uh, he's ineligible for offer sheet after his season's done. Yeah, he's one of those odd. He hasn't played, played the number of games. Number yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a certain number... He's like, yeah, the 10.2 article or whatever. Well, Tyler, I mean, at least, at, at the very least, you are somewhat on the right track with mentioning that they have a lot that they they can they need How to are, change. They have a lot that they need to change and that they should change because they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten contracts that they need to account for next season. Four of them are RFA. But. You still have Jared Spurgeon for a while, but you you want him. Yep. Suter has <sighs> four after this year. That's another. Con- that's, Ber- those are another two contracts, Alex, that we can see on the board now. That's how long we've been doing it. Jonas Berdine is off the board, and Zuccarello you have for three more after this, and Parise for four after this. So yes, you could Ugh. make you could make changes, but it's going to be one of those things where is it worth changing? Because I mean. You're all. You need to stay competitive because you're in. You're in USA hockey country. You are in the state, Minnesota. The state of hockey. Yes. You are in the state of hockey. You have such a huge chip on your shoulder in that every single year you just go. You just go go go, and you're just like a little bit short. You just go 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 go, uh, just a little bit short. I think the the whole point of Minnesota is they've always been a middle team where they've not been really competitive, they've not been scary, but they're not terrible. Right. They've never been at the bottom of the pack. They've always been, you know, out of the 31 teams, soon to be 32, they've always been like, you know, 15, 16. They've been in the top half enough. Right. So it's, they've just, it's just a matter of what can they do and how do they get people to sign there? Because for them, trading is not a problem. It's never been a problem for them. They've no, always, it's, it's trading to get. It's being able to buy actual talent. No, they've they've been able to do that. It, no, buy talent that can get them over that hump of getting well, past the no, first that's round. What I'm, that's what I'm saying is that trading has never been a problem for them. They've always been able to trade for good players. They've always been able to make transactions with other teams. They have a good reputation of that. It's the matter of going out and getting free agents. Alex, I was in elementary school the last time this team won a playoff round. Well, that's what <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying I'm hearing or are saying. you just I, hearing my voice? I can ask you the same question. <laughs> They're not bad at trading. It's signing free agents that's their is their problem. Right. So there's a lot of players that are going to be on the market next year. Trading this year is going to be pretty weird. 
So I don't think that's going to be their source of getting talent. Well, the, the, the season's going to start, and you're snap your fingers you're at the deadline already. I think for Minnesota, this upcoming season's going to be a wash. Yeah. There's not much you're going to be able to do. There's not going to be a whole lot that you can change from this current group that you have. So treat this year as a wash. Take next year. Look at how much salary cap you have. Look at who you need to sign slash who you actually want to sign and go from there. Because I, I think they're going to be one of those teams that they're going to be making a lot of signings closer to next season's start time. Yes. Because they're going to they're gonna want to try to get the big UFAs that are going to be next year, which that's a whole different conversation for a whole different time. But... We should get through, we got to get through this season first, Alex. We do have to get through this season first, and we also have to get through a commercial break before we get none other than Pat Micheletti on at the top of the second hour. You're watching The Keel Show here on 12 Out Sports. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back to... The Keel Show here on 12 on Sports, brought to you by, as always, Second String Leather Company, hashtag crafted from the crease. Joining us now is a man who is Minnesota hockey through and through. He played his <laughs> high school hockey days in the hometown of Hibbing, Minnesota, played for the Golden Gophers, spent a little time with the North Stars, also some time in Italy, and now he's a college hockey analyst in the land of, a th- of excuse me, 10,000 lakes. He is none other than our guest today, Pat Micheletti. Thank How are you doing today, sir? Good. Good to, good to be with you guys. Well, yeah. thank you for being on the show with us. Pat, how, uh, okay. first, well, two questions to start off. One, how was your holiday weekend? You had a good time hanging out a little bit? Well, you know, like everybody else, you know, we're, we're at home and, uh, you know, our kids came over, which is great. And, uh, you know, we, you make the best of what you got uh, in times like this. And yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Good. Well, that's good to hear. And obviously with, with the uh, holiday, or excuse me, the holiday season kind of going on, do you have any plans for New Year's? You're just going to chill at the house. Well, I'll be prepping for a weekend series, uh, which uh, I'll be doing this weekend between St. Cloud and UMD. So um, that, that's going to that, be a good uh, one. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great series. And uh, so I'll be getting ready for that. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Well, talking about college hockey, what has been your initial press impression of the college season from coast to coast so far? Well, um, you know, mixed reviews, I guess. Uh, you know, it's 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 unfortunate that only what forty of the sixty some odd teams have played um, thus far. Uh, maybe a few more now, but um, you know, with with COVID and games being canceled and you know, uh, some teams are finding it a little bit more difficult to get into a rhythm and, and you don't really know, um, you know, who your best teams are going to be right now. It's, it's really difficult. You know, you look at Minnesota, of course, and they've played eight games, um, and there ain't no, um, but you know, you, you know, how good are they? You know, we, we don't know yet. Um, you know, they certainly have started out well. Uh, you look at a team like North Dakota, you know, um, who fared well in the pod in, in, in Omaha, you know, very, very good team. Um, so um, it, 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 it's, uh, I'm glad it's going. I hope we can continue on. 
um, you know, that's going to be the big, uh, the big mystery going forward. Now talking about a quick off the, uh, the Omaha pot, how did you think they executed that? And do you think that was something that was a smart choice or do you think that was something that could have been done without? No, I, in, in fact, uh, you know, I, I think they should have stayed another month and, and played more games. Uh, I think they pulled it off, uh, you know, terrifically. I think Josh Fitton and, and his staff did a, did a, a, a terrific job, you know, uh, uh, you know, no one tested positive there, um, which was really, really impressive. And, you know, it shows if you, if you, if you keep, you know, everybody, uh, on the same page and and protected and uh, the protocols are in place, you can pull it off. You know what 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 worries me a little bit now is you know they're back at it and you know Duluth <clears throat> will be traveling this weekend to St. Cloud and you know I mean there's so many other factors involved and 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 with the travel and such um, you know I I, I hope that uh, they'll be able to pull it off and, and continue on but but the bubble worked great and it wouldn't shock me guys. If we see, um, you know, at least, you know, the rumors are floating around that they will, the NCHC will end up going back to Omaha uh, for their playoffs and uh, their, their final uh, tournament games. Now that would be a real, uh, probably a really good idea. Cause I've kind of pounded at home that the NHL will probably have to do their playoffs in a yep. bubble. And you may see the entire NCAA tournament have to be in a bubble as well, Pat, because just because of traveling, cause I, I myself, I write for the hockey writers covering college right. hockey, and I'm trying to do latest scores all the time. And I literally have to check daily to make sure, hey, is everyone playing, playing today? Or, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Es- yeah, especially in know, the Northeast. It, without a doubt. And, you know, I I, uh, <clears throat> I did some, you know, for the Gopher games uh, early on. And, you know, and, and uh, when uh, Ohio State came to town and when Penn State came to town and, um you know, uh, you know, they're doing it correctly. I mean, we have no access to coaches, no access to players, uh, you know, other than zoom or video. Um, and so, you know, they're being, you know, the precautions are taking are, are very good, but, but then you see a week later, Michigan state and Wisconsin had to cancel, you know, because of the COVID uh, issue. And so, um, you know, it, uh, it's going to be hit and miss. I think there'll, there'll, there'll probably be some cancellations along the way, but, uh, but I think you're right. I think come tourney time, um, um, they'll re- reevaluate and, and probably, you know, keep, th- keep things a little bit more tighter. Have there been, excuse me, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought here. So moving on. You were the- so locked into what you were saying, Patty. You forgot where you were going. Right. <laughs> no, sorry. It, it's, it's very, it's mesmerizing listening and, and seeing a, a, a hockey mind such as yours, being able to work and take everything. You know, we ask questions all the time yeah. to d- different guests and everything. It's, it's great to have you on. And so moving into the Golden Gophers, you mentioned yeah. 8-0, and number one team in the country as of right now. What has been the biggest change from last season to this season with progressing and making the success that they've, they're currently experiencing? Well, when you bring in a guy like Brock Faber and, uh, uh, you know, number one, and then you add the maturity of a Jackson Lacombe and Orion Johnson, you have three guys. And by the way, they're all on the U S junior national team, which you guys know. Um, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's a market difference when you when you have the ability with those three guys, and then their other three D 
that um, are, are all pretty darn good. Um, you have the ability to make one pass and get it out of the zone. And, you know, you're, you're not turning pucks over in your own end and the play's not in your own end for a minute, minute and a half. And your goalie scrambling. Um, it's it, everything that the, the, the transition game and the smoothness of it has been, uh, has been remarkable. And, and they've got team speed. And one thing that they have in it, and I think if you're strong up the middle, um, you're going to have a pretty good team. And Minnesota has four centermen that are, you know, are playing at a level that, that, um, you know, are as good as anybody in the country. And, and, and Bob Motzko is not afraid to play his fourth line against, you know, the top line of another team. Um, and so when, when you have that ability and you have that depth, um, it, it's really going to help your team. And, and, you know, when you play for Minnesota, okay, you, you carry a swagger, just like North Dakota does, just like Boston College does, you know, Wisconsin in the olden days. Um, you know, you, you got a swagger, and, and, that, and that M on the front of the jersey kind of means something. But a lot of guys don't get it until you get it, and it takes a while. And the program's been down. And all of a sudden – you know, you, you start to see it in guys. Um, you know, I've been around this team for a long, long time. And, and um, you know, you can just see whether a kid has got it or he doesn't got it. And if he feels it or he doesn't feel it. And, you know, they're walking around with an attitude of, you know what, we're pretty good. We know we're good. And we're going to go and show it. And, um, and so I, I, I think the attitude uh, and that goes with every team, guys. But, but um, you know, with this team in particular, um, it, it's been different than in past years. Yeah, because Bob Motzko, and I've talked to a lot of people around the game, and they said, you know, even last year, they only finished in the middle of the Big Ten, which was very over, almost overly competitive last year. Yeah. It, it's, it's a tough conference to be in because, yeah, you know, Michigan State's off and on. And we saw Wisconsin, I guess we can yep. say, have a quite the turnaround this year and going from last place to one of the highest-powered highest, highest powered offenses in the country. Yeah. But how can how does Bob just go from, hey, guys, we're just trying to develop to let's efficiently execute? Is that something like you just kind of mentioned, how it kind of just progresses through? Or do you think that's just a quick snap of the fingers, the right players come to play, and now it's kind of starting to show on the scoreboard and in the standings? Well, if you look at this Gopher team, right when when Bob took over two years ago, and and you and you saw the decor that they had, um, it 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 wasn't a decor that he would have. Not that these guys weren't good players, um, but they weren't his type of players. Okay, if you look at his old St. Cloud teams, he had Jimmy Schultz, Jack Ashan, um, you know, uh, you know. Uh, 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 Ethan Prow, uh, who's in the Pittsburgh uh, system, he had guys that could get up and down the ice, that could get involved in the play, um, that were on the offensive side. Bob likes to play an offensive type game. You know, doesn't want to play in his own end. I mean, who does, right? Right. Um, and 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 if you look at Lacombe, and you look at Johnson, and you look at Faber, all those guys can skate. All of them can handle the puck, and you know. It's not getting a puck and throwing it off the glass. I can guarantee you that. It's making that first pass and getting out of the zone and getting up ice 
and uh, and he has that now. And so it, it's not so much of, of 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 a light switch, but he has the ability to instill confidence in guys and and let them know why they're here, what their role is, what he expects out of them, and uh, and he lets them play. You know, listen, uh, his first year here was not pretty, and um, and it, it was it was tough going for a while, and, and even last year, you know, not until the end of the year uh, were they starting to get to the game that he wanted. And, uh, and those guys, and, and credit to them, um, they've carried it into this season. And you, know, I, you talk about how Motsko likes a team that likes to move the puck and use the speed to get up and down the ice. I'll be honest, Mariucci, excuse me, 3M ice at Mariucci Arena. Yeah. I almost got that wrong. I had to make sure I got the full name in there. It's an, it's an olympic size ice, am I wrong? I mean, that's a no, pretty... You, you are correct. Pretty big sheet of ice. Was it that big when you played there, Pat? It wasn't that big. We kind of had a hybrid. Uh, we we played right across the street in the old building. Oh, yeah, um, yeah that's right. And and uh, um, they put this one, they built this one in 92. Okay. Um, and, and, and quite frankly, a lot of the guys don't like it, you know, um, it, it because you can get out of position in an awful hurry, you know, on a, on a big ice rink. And, uh, and, and you have to adjust your game a little bit. Yes. You have more room to make plays. And, um, but a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys get, get stuck in positions where, you know, they're, they're, uh, they think they're in a scoring position, but then they look and they're like, oh man, I'm 40 feet from the net instead of, you know, 30 or 20. And, and so it, it takes a little time to get, to get used to playing that. Uh, in fact, um, you know, the plan is to uh, make it regulation size uh, in the next couple of years. Well, that'd be great. But I always hated get the Olympics. Back. Get it back. Yeah. Yeah. I always hated the Olympic size ice because whenever we had a bad practice coach would tell us to go to the boards and go back and forth, and that was an extra 15 feet <laughs> yeah, that I didn't like that at all, right? I, I did not no, need that. No, either did I. Right. Now, looking at the talent that's on the Gopher squad, Scott Reedy, he started the season like yep. a firecracker six goals, eight games. Um, and is tied for the team lead with nine points overall. You look at this guy, what, what's been so impressive other than, you know, the stat sheet for him? Well, he came back. And, <laughs> right. and, and that was, a, I mean, no, I mean, seriously, guys, um, you know, there, there was thought that um, he would skip his senior year and go to uh, San Jose, sign with them. And, you know, I, I, I'm so glad he came back because, he brings a veteran leadership. He's a senior. He's been around. And I tell you what, the difference between a, a senior and a freshman is night and day. And, uh, and, and his leadership. And, you know, he, he's just a man amongst boys. He's a big kid. Um, his skating has improved. And he's really, really good around the net. And, 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 and to take it a step further, he's not afraid to get in front of the net and stay there. And, um, and, you know, he's been terrific. He's just, he's been, he's been terrific. He's having fun. And, and quite frankly, um, he played injured a majority of the year last year. Right. And, and it, it took him, it took him time to get going and he's healthy now. And um, he's been, he's been a treat to watch. Cause that's one thing I, I think people, Pat, don't quite see is the fact that, you know, yes, you have your, your, you know, your, your flash in the pans, like, you know, J, you know, here at Michigan, we had Dylan Larkin, Jacob True play for a year yep. or two. 
Cole Caulfield last year. Yep. I know he's playing again this year with Wisconsin, but he played his freshman year, looked great. Yeah, you'll have some freshmen come through and absolutely tear up the league, but that's not always the case. You need nope. some players that mature because it's almost better for them because instead of going to the league when you're 18 years old, 160 pounds, you're still a kid, you're going in, Scott Reedy's case, we're going as a senior, mid-20s, a little bit thicker, a little more meat on his bones, He'll be more NHL ready. That's why you can see guys go right from, you know, playing college. I mean, Kale McCarr was one that I always kind of yeah. look at. Go right from the national championship game to the NHL and have an impact. Danny DeKaiser did that in his first couple years in Detroit because yeah. they are mature physically and mentally, and that's what makes them great NHLers right off the hop. Well, w- without a doubt. And, and the maturity level is, I mean, you see it. I mean, you know, it, it's it's how do you handle a bad game, right? And you know, do, do you do you pout about it? What if you get taken off the power play? What if you're not getting the minutes you want? You know, as as an older guy, um, you get it. You know, it, it clicks. For a younger guy, you know, you hang your head a little bit. Uh, you don't score for a game. You know, then you hang your head a little bit. And then, you know, what do you do? How do you get out of it? And, and I'm telling you, I don't care um, how good you are. What that that next level is difficult right away. It it really is because um, there's so much that changes and uh, and it takes a while. And I tell you what, uh, you know the the older guys really really play a big part in how your team is going to do. Yeah, and talking about guys who have uh, only missed one time being on the score sheet is Ben Myers. Off to a great start yep. as well. Um, how big of an impact has he had on this team? Tremendous. He is your he is your feel good guy. You can put him out in any situation. He'll be out, you know, end of a game. Um, you know, Bob might want two centers out there, and Ben's going to be that extra guy um, out on the ice for you. Um, you know, he can play in the power play. He's 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 rot- He doesn't get knocked off the puck. Um, he's great in his own end. Uh, he's not a prolific scorer, but he can score. And uh, uh, he, he's just, you ask any center that plays against them, and they don't like it, you know, because he's just a bulldog in terms of, uh, you know, his strength and, and uh, you know, his, his ability to see the ice. And uh, he, he's been he's been terrific. And, you know, he's another one of those centers. You go Reedy, you go Meyer, you go Sammy Walker, who's got the Jets. And then you go to Jackson Nelson, who's about 6'4", 6'5", 220 pounds, can skate like the wind as your fourth line center. Um, you know, that, 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 that makes you pretty, pretty strong down the middle. And, I mean, geez, Ben Meyer, he's only a sophomore. I mean, that's, that's just incredible how good he's going to have that. He he's, still only has... so- he's only a sophomore. Yeah, he's only a sophomore, but he's 21 years old. You know, so he played junior hockey. Junior, junior hockey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, and, uh, and then, and then came to the Gophers. So, um, in fact, you know, in fact, he's undrafted. Okay. And there were teams that wanted to sign him after last season and not because he was ready to play in the NHL, but they wanted to get him before another team did. And, you know, I, I, I hope he ends up staying a couple more years, but, um, but he's that coveted around the national hockey league. I mean, geez, if he, at that point, you're going to have every suitor almost in the league looking for a guy that can play physical and score. Right. And, and of course, you know, we, you know, we talk about the depth of the center, solid on defense. Minnesota's got all this. 
But you can't win, especially in a very highly no. powerful offensive conference that the Big Ten is, without a good goaltender. And Jack yeah. LaFontaine, Pete, or Pat, excuse me, has been, I mean, for Pete's sake, he's been that good, Pat. But I, I love, like, the, and the crazy thing about it, and people say, oh, of course he's a good goaltender. He's got a great team in front of him. They're 8-0. and They're scoring a lot of goals. If you look at the numbers, Pat, look at how many shots he's stopped every game. It's not 17 saves, 18 saves. He's not having Connor Murphy nights there in Northeastern. He's getting about 30-plus shots a game against him, and he's looking yeah. outstanding each and every night. I tell you what, um, he, he has come a long way, fellas. Uh, and you guys, if you recall, he started out his career at Michigan. And uh, right. when he was young, yep. when he, he was, was young. way back down in the depth chart. Yeah, right. And, and, and he knew he wasn't ready. And it would, you know, we talk about a big step. That was a big step for him. And, and not that he performed poorly there, but, you know, you don't have good games. Um, then you're the third goalie. Uh, and then you start to doubt yourself a little bit. So he did the right thing. He went back, you know, to playing another year of junior hockey and came into Minnesota fresh. He comes into Minnesota and he's with a team that, you know, not great defensively, not great offensively. And he struggled mightily last year until about the halfway point of the season. And from, from Christmas on last year, um, he was right up there as one of the best goalies in the country. And I tell you one thing about Jack. Um, you know, he came in as an older guy. Um, and, 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 you know, maybe Bob has told you this story. Maybe he hasn't. But here he is. You know, the freshmen usually carry all the equipment off the bus, on the road, you know, do all the dirty work, clean the locker, duties, yeah. whatever. Right? All, all that stuff. And, and, and automatically right there, um, the guys are like, what, what are you doing? You know? And he says, Hey, I, you know, I, I'm new here. I got to fit in. And, and uh, I mean, gained complete respect, not only from the coaching staff, but the players to everybody. And he's a great kid. He's got a great attitude and um, you know, he's carried that into this season and, and you're right. And, I mean, he's, he's been, he's been terrific. And if you don't have a hot goaltender, if you don't have a good goaltender, I don't care where it is. Um, you're not going to win. And, and that's, you know, I don't care how good you are. And, uh, and he's been good. And that was almost the problem last year with Wisconsin. You look at their offense, how good it was. They didn't have a goaltender. Now Robbie Badoon transferred no, down from Michigan defense. Tech. They didn't, care. they didn't care about, you know, they didn't care about defense. And, and, you know, that that's one thing I think Tony um, uh, and Marco Siki there have tried to instill in the guys that, you know, um, we have to have more of a team concept, you know, get rid of the individualism. And, you know, because you look at Wisconsin's lineup and, you know, with Hallway and Caulfield and they had Turcotte a year ago and they had, you know, on and on and on. Right. Um, they're loaded. But you know what? You could beat them because they didn't play any defense and and and, and it killed them. Um uh, they scored a lot of goals, but they gave up a lot of goals. And I, I think, uh, you know, I think Tony's done a better job with them this year and, and their team to watch. I mean, what's wrong with a little 8-7 hockey, though? Let's go back to 90. I love it. Hey, <laughs> well, listen, I'll tell you, Mick that was your era. That was your era. Listen, Seven goals, I, I, 15 I goals it. a game. And, 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 and you know what bothers me, guys, is, you know, I think USA Hockey has done a terrific job um, at the younger level of, of skill development, skill, 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 skill. And, and the funny thing is, I will talk 
to, you know, you know, I, I, I talk to all the coaches before I do a game, you know, what's going on? How do you like to play? You know, what about this guy, that guy, blah, 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 on and on, right? You get your information, all your prep work. And, you know, to a man, oh, we like to get up. We, you know, we like to play offensive hockey. We like to, you know, uh, score a lot of goals, blah, blah, blah. And uh, at the end of the game, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see, you know, the scores two one or three, two and, you know, and then the comments are, well, you know, we didn't get the three tonight. Uh, well, we gave up three tonight. And it's like, you know, the, uh, uh, as much as they want to talk about being an offensive coach or offensive game, um, it's really um, defend, defend, defend. And, and that's unfortunate for me in college hockey anyway. Yeah, and definitely with the conference that they are in, you definitely need to be able to defend, especially against all of the offensive talent, especially that Minnesota has. Unless you're Penn State. Unless you are Penn State. Just hope and pray. (laughs) And they're a different team this year, guys. Right, right. They're a different team. That is true. They lost 60% of their scoring, and and all of a sudden, you know, you watch them play. um, You know, I think they're trying to get back to what – they used to be, but you know, when you lose that much, it takes time and they've had to play a little bit different style this year. Right. Right. So with all of this in mind, who do you think is going to be taking the big 10 this year and getting the championship? I mean, you have different talents from different teams. We, we've been talking about Minnesota because I mean, what is there not to talk about that? I mean, there's definitely a reason why they have won eight games and lost none. They are as of right now, the favorite to win it. But who do you think is going to go all the way? Well, you know, I, I, I think there's parity through the league. I, I really do. Um, uh, Jeff Jackson has a style at Notre Dame that makes it very, very difficult to beat them. Um, I, I mean, that's that's just a fact. Denton Cole has done a good job at Michigan State, has rebuilt that program. Um, there's not an easy out. Uh, if I'm looking at, at, at talent and, and what I've seen thus far, um, and I, you know, I looked at the Minnesota Michigan series for about two seconds because all of the best players are with a junior team. Right. And I, I really didn't want to even say, Hmm, you know, Michigan's not very good or boy is Michigan good. Um, I saw Michigan with their team. And they are very good. They are awfully, awfully good. And they've got very, very good goaltending. Uh, Minnesota is, you know, is, 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 is at right now is playing at a different level. Um, I, I think Minnesota and Michigan will be there at the end. But I tell you what, that first round is going to be awfully, awfully tough. Um, because, you know, these teams, you, you know, you got all good coaches in the league. And, um, and they all know how to win. So, um, you know, it, uh, you know, right now I'll say Minnesota, Michigan, but Hey, you know, don't count out Notre Dame. Don't count out, uh, Michigan state. And if Wisconsin can find uh, consistent goaltending and, and, and take care of their own end a little bit, they have the ability, they have guys that can win games for you. So, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a really good league. Yeah, I know that, that's the one thing too. I mean, shoot last year, I did the GLI uh, Pat for, yep. for the hockey writers, which was a f- great event. Too bad it's a darn shame we didn't have it this year. But at yep. that point in the season, Michigan State was looking like one of the top teams in the conference, and Michigan was struggling to score anything. And of right. course, you had Beecher and York with the World Junior team. But as soon as they came back, and as soon as the new year flipped, 
just everything went backwards. Michigan looked like they were running towards the top of the conference, had a chance to win it. Michigan State fell back. So, like you said, there's a lot of hockey to be played. Now, yeah. kind of falling off the script of the Big Ten here, because you talked about you got Duluth-St. Cloud coming up this weekend. The NCHC is slowly becoming this really fun conference to watch yeah. because of all the games in the pod. You had North Dakota coming out as the number one team in the conference, which coming into the season, they were the preseason number one ranked team in the country. So who would have thought? But there was so much going on with that conference. Denver goes three, six and one. Omaha looks like a contender. Colorado College has a hockey team, (laughs) but there there's there's a lot to look forward to in this conference. Who do you think comes out of that conference alive? Well, the NCHC dubs itself as the best conference in the country. Um, I think it's a very, 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 very good conference. Um, I don't think it's any better better in the Big Ten. I don't think it's any better than than, than Hockey East. Um, I think uh, what we've seen historically with the NCHC is you have uh, UMD, you have North Dakota, you have St. Cloud, and typically Denver, uh, and Denver, really, uh, right up there. Denver Denver is, is, is off to a slow start. Um, uh, David Carl will make that team better, no doubt about it. Um, and then you have your bottom four. Omaha, um, you know, they're, uh, they're a mystery. You know, they can be good. Um, and then there's nights where, where they get blown out. Um, Miami of Ohio is uh, rebuilding. Western yep. Michigan is rebuilding. Colorado College is still rebuilding. Um, but that's not to say that those teams can't win on a certain night. Um, but um, what was your question? Um, uh, it, 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 it's, a, it's, a re- it's a really good league. Um, and I, I probably think North Dakota has to be the favorite right now. But I always, I never discount UMD and Scott Sandlin back-to-back national championships. Um, Scott has a system that to a man, they all buy into. And um, I will, in fact, a funny story, guys, uh, they, they played St. Cloud uh, around Christmas time a year ago and uh, they split the series. And I, I was, you know, Scott and I grew up together. He's from Hibbing and, you know, we played all, you know, growing up all, all, all along. So good friend of mine. And I said, well, boy, you guys are, are looking pretty good. And he says, you know, we're not there yet. I'll tell you when we're there. We're not there yet. You know, and, and they were top in the, in the number one in the country. They were number one in the NCHC at the time. And I'm like, and I looked at him I'm like, are you crazy or what? He said, no, you know, we're not there yet. You know, uh, there, there's some things to our game that, 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 that aren't quite there. And sure enough, in March, he said, I think we're ready. And then we get shut down. But, uh, but that's the MO of his team. He gets them to a point where they're all, you know, where they're playing the type of game that he wants. And uh, when they defend, they defend better than anybody. And um, that's why they've won back-to-back national championships. Yeah, you can't beat them. You can't tell them that they're not the best team until they lose. That's for sure. And right, Scott, right. And Sandlin's done such, such a great job with that program. I yeah. I unfortunately still have a little bit of nightmares. You can't see any of my, my maize and blue stuff in here, Pat. But That's all I, right. We're a, we're a little bit of Michigan fans here. That 2011 game still gives me nightmares. <laughs> Luke Glendenny not able to cover yes. a guy in front. That game yeah. – now, now, hindsight, Pat, I mean, it's great for hockey. Minnesota Duluth finally getting a national championship. I mean, it had been a long time since they'd been a top team. So I, 
in retrospect, hindsight, yes, it was great for the program, great for college hockey. Bummer, because I love Sean Hunwick. He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Now, before we let you go, Pat, you're staying busy as a part of your own show, Bait yes. in the Pod with Brandon Molesky. Please tell the folks here listening and watching at home a little bit more about that. Well, we, we, we have a radio show during the, uh, actually, which will be starting this coming Saturday on 100.3 FM, KFAN, the home of the Minnesota Wild, um, and the Minnesota Gophers, by the way. Um, so we, we'll have a two-hour show uh, every Saturday starting this upcoming Saturday. We'll continue to do uh, Beyond the Pod uh, which is a podcast that we do on a weekly basis. And we also do, guys, we do Minnesota Wild Fan Line, and we also do um, in between periods on uh, on a Facebook Live, Brandon and I uh, break down, you know, the Wild game and, and such. So uh, uh, getting pretty busy coming up. I'll ask this because right before we brought you on, Pat, we were talking a lot about the Minnesota Wild and, because yep. for me, it's such an interesting hockey club because they're always competitive, but not yep. able to get those four wins to get to the next round. Cam, right. You get a guy like Cam Talbot as your goaltender now, even though I thought Alex Dalek deserved a shot, but that's just me. How He's do you hurt, by the way? He's hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I... he'll, he'll, he'll be out indefinitely. Oh, geez. And that, yeah. You talk about a Tough guy. Break. Alex, if you want any time, I have a story about Alex Daylock, the injury that he suffered early on in his career. That, was, that would probably make you a little uneasy. Oofy. But yeah. how, do, I mean, how do you think this team is going to do this year for our, for our NHL fans there? Well, let's start with their decor. Um, uh, their decor is one of the best in the league with Ryan Suter and Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodeen, and Matt Dumba. Uh, those top four can play with anybody in the league. Uh, Matt Dumba had a tough year last year coming off an injury. I think he'll be back. Um, his, you know, his name has been floated uh, about, you know, a possible trade for a, a, a much needed centerman that they need. Uh, they're hurting up the middle guys. Um, uh, you know, they, they, they drafted Marco Rossi who was playing for Austria. Uh, I think he'll have a good chance to make the team. Uh, we'll see. Um, you know, they, they, um, they, they've got this Russian kid coming over, Kaprizov, who is uh, potentially uh, will be a superstar in the league. And you had him with a Kevin Fiala. You know, the pieces are starting to come together, and you can't build it all in one day. I think Bill Guerin's doing a terrific job. But they need a centerman. And unless they get a centerman, um, you know, they, they, have, they have enough to make the playoffs. Um, and then you need luck. But... Um, but but they need help up front. Um, there's no question about it. Uh, they'll compete, but um, you know we'll we'll, we'll see uh, if Billy has anything else up his sleeve uh, before camp starts. Yeah, Minnesota definitely is going to be a team to watch, as well as the Minnesota Golden Gophers, as well as the rest of the Big Ten. I mean, all of college hockey, really. Just watch yes. all of that. It's but- great. Yeah, it, it's it's terrific, guys, and. Uh, you know, I, it, 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 it's great to be back at the rink and, and uh, watching these guys because uh, it's uh, awfully talented uh, throughout college hockey. Pat, Pat Mick 2626 is the Twitter handle for our fantastic guest. Pat, thank you so much for being on the show with us, talking college hockey, Minnesota wild hockey as well. It's always great to talk to great hockey minds and being able to pick yours for a couple seconds has always been a pleasure. 
Anytime you guys need me, uh, just give me a call. I'm here for you. All right. Will Don't, do. Hey, be careful. We may take you up on that offer. <laughs> anytime, guys. Anytime. 6 a.m. We'll Pat Micheletti here. Thank you. All right. Yep. You have a good Thanks, one. guys. Take care. Yeah, I think we should go to break there, Alex. I think we should. That was Pat Micheletti. We'll come back with a little bit of college hockey scoreboard. With Same with the college hockey theme. With Tyler and talk about the World Juniors after this here on the Keel Show. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Everybody. Technically, you didn't say a bad word, but you said his name completely wrong. So, as previously mentioned, we also have this nice little big distraction called a television. It wasn't st- distracted. Okay. In the were. studio. Yeah. Um, the Austria and Sweden game is going on, and the Austrian goaltender, who is, I'm terrible, I'm just ruining his name, Sebastian Ranischetz. Renesheets. Renesheets? Renesheets. I've heard it three different ways already in this tournament. Either way, if you take the pronunciations and push it around a little bit, it's hilarious. But you know what's not hilarious? The fact that this guy is keeping the score. 47 to 5 are the shots through two periods. Okay? 47. Do we want to just go right into World Junior Talk? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll push college hockey scoreboard after this. We're we're going into World Junior Talk. Okay. I just want to say, he is the reason why it is three to zero instead of twenty to zero. It's funny because World Hockey Report actually texted that, tweeted that out. Cody Jansen tweeted that out, saying, "This is the reason why it's not twenty nothing." Because this oh. kid right here, they're showing his highlights right now during the well, well, That's an injury right there. Well, that's number eighteen, uh, uh, Raymond Holmund. Oh, oh, it's Lucas Raymond. That's the Red Wings draft pick. Uh, that's Should I text Rachel? Should I text Rachel? Raymond is down. Well, because he was awkwardly into the boards. That could be bad. It looks like a lower Lumber. back. Well, here's the thing. You don't need to. Well, actually, they do have to play him because they have to. Their next two games are Russia and United States. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some tough games. So let me. Bu- so let's bump down college hockey score. Unless back. Stevie Y is like, please don't. Just let him. You think he's going to do the Lou okay? thing with William Nylander? You think he's going to do the William Nylander thing? Why not? We're just like, nope, he's not going to play anymore. He's hurt. I don't care if he can come back. I don't care if he's medically clear. He's not going to play. He's hurt. So, okay. So we're going to do it. So how we're going to do the World Junior stuff this week will be different from next week because by the time next week comes around, Alex, we'll be talking about the quarterfinals, the medal round. Right. So I'm just going to kind of go through the points right now. So Austria will go out their first game. Throttled 11 rip by the Americans. The Americans, by the way, who lost to Russia the night before, 5-3. Yep. to three. Yep. We'll get to them here in a second. I... Listen, I remember, because that was right after the 16-2 Canada win. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're going to get killed. But here's the thing. Austria was only down, I think, 2 nothing into the second period. It was very similar to this game, where Ranischetz was playing absolutely outstanding. Okay, listen, this is not the Capocaco thing all over again, is it? <laughs> it is. Oh, gosh. It is. I'm going to have to take the camera. I'm going to have to punch you every chance I get now. Uh, so, I like... Just call him Sebastian. Okay, this is where I love these stories, though. Because no matter what happens, Austria can score a goal in this game on one of their eight shots they're going to end up having. But I guarantee you, Alex, not a chance that he that Radishes does not get the the MVP of the game. Because every because each team gets a most valuable player of the game. Oh, he's totally going to get it. Yeah, he, ha- he has to. 
Well, shoot, he stopped 63 in the or 62 in the loss to the United States, despite allowing 11 goals. Because I believe was he in for all of them? I have to, I have to go back. Well, assuming there were 62 saves, and Ranishitz was in for most of them. There was a part of that game because I didn't watch the whole game. I had to go to bed on Sunday night because I had to, or on Saturday because I wanted to sleep in on Sunday. And at that point, the game was already over. But I was just like, it's amazing because, and we'll get to the Germany game in a second, because I think the Germany game and the Germany and the Austrian team are just two very different teams because for different reasons. Everyone's like, oh, man, why why is Austria in this tournament? Why are teams like Austria, Kazakhstan, the Danish, they're always in here. They get throttled 10 goals every game. Why are they in this tournament? This is a chance for a lot of these kids that may never play even top professional leagues in, they may never play in the Swedish League, Liga, KHL. They may just play, like in Austria, they may only play in the Austrian League, the league that Mitchell Keefe coaches in. Like guys, There's a few guys that play for Innsbruck on this Austrian team. That may be the highest they ever get, but they have an opportunity to represent their country. Why would you deny those kids the opportunity? Shoot, if you told me, hey, Tyler, you're going to go play for Croatia in the Division II World Championships. Oh, sure, I'll go do it. Heck. It's the one chance I get to be on the world stage and represent now if I was Croatian. Yes, it'd be a bit different. But you know what I mean, though, Alex. If someone said, hey, Tyler, this senior A tournament needs an American goaltender. We need you to go play. I'll go do it because it's hockey. I get to go play. And you get to represent your country. Well, but, yeah, that part's whatever. But I. But the fact That's is... That's the point you just made. <laughs> right. You get. Well, I'm saying for a different kid. It's different for other people. Ah, yes, because they're not the Americans. Anyways. Those dirty... Well, it's funny because like the, the well, cause one of the Austrian players hit one of the American players high. Austria, they may not win a game. I'm sorry because I don't. Even if whoever comes out of Group A is the team that has a, it goes in the relegation series, I don't see them winning. It, and it's tough, but I don't know if they actually will fall this year though, because all the other division, all the other World Junior Championships got canceled. Well, so Austria may stay for another year. They unless they're gonna do like a like a tournament of like who finished towards the top of the 1A division last year and have, like, a quick, like, four-team tournament to see who goes into the next one. Well, here, who can, here's, who here's, plays next here's year. what I'll say. Austria is one of those teams that I feel like they should be there just because they're, like, they're becoming a staple. Right. The, even though they're not the best team because you're not the, the major five, Canada, U.S., Russia, Finland, Sweden, you're yeah. not the main five, not the main six. Did you say Finland? I did say Finland. Who did America, I say? Finland, Sweden, Russia, United States, Canada. Yeah, six. Six. I, I'd say there's always a top. United six. States, Canada, Russia, Sweden, Finland. Who would be the sixth team? Well, at this point, the Czechs. We'll get to them in a minute. Well, I always thought there was six. Uh, I always say top five because that's usually how things are ranked. There's top five, top ten. Top Anyways. Five. Anywho. Austria. Austria, I feel like they should just be able to stay in just because they they have talent there. There's Well, here's the problem, there's, though. There's NHL caliber that comes out of Austria. No, you're not seeing a great performance this time around. But, like you said, there's not really much to go up against them to regulate them or uh, relegate them, excuse me. So I don't, I don't think they should be really worrying about that, but I do think... That's one thing that's probably in the back of not these players' minds, but probably, you know, 
whatever the governing body of hockey in Austria is. I'm just hockey Austria. I, I'm just hockey Canada. There, well, there's a lot of different names, but but Austria. The thing is, too, but here's the one problem I have, Alex. What I think Marco Rossi ages out next year, so that is literally Team Austria is Marco Rossi. Yes. Right. Well, he'll be playing probably playing with Minnesota next yeah, year. Yeah. Anything. I mean, it's that's kind of one of those things, kind of similar to uh, Nikolai Antropov with Kazakhstan, where he was the entire Kazakhstan team. Nineteen ninety nine. What a world junior that was. But he was it. He was that team. Or nineteen ninety eight. Excuse me. Ninety nine was because um, who won? Uh, ninety eight was. I don't know. I think he won that. Tournament. Don't ask rhetorical questions to me. Russia, or at least questions that should be rhetorical. Wasn't Finland? I don't know. I don't know either. Anywho, Czechs won 2000, 2001, and then Russia won in overtime, beating Luongo in '99 in Winnipeg. But anyway, but, sorry. So, uh, which team do you want me to go into next? Which one? Do you, well, I'll give you the decision. Which one? Well, why don't we just go to the list? Well, because this is game by game stuff, and I, I think now there's enough games played that I can go team by team more or less. I believe. Well, let's, let's say let's start off with Slovakia. No, no, no. We just talked about the Czechs. Let's talk about the Czechs. No, Czechs I want to save for last. Okay, I'm interested. Slovakia, because that'll kind of tie in with the Russians. Slovakia. They played such a tough game yesterday. There, it was last night's game against Canada, three-one win for the Canadians. Was a mixture of Canada not looking in sync and Slovakia. By the way, coached by former Grand Rapids Griffin Robert Petrovicki. Robert Petrovicki. By the way, he went to that team and said, "Listen, guys, we may get outshot by twenty, but we're not going to give them anything to shoot at." You know what happened, though, Alex? They didn't get outshot by 20. They got outshot by not a whole lot. Slovakia looked like they were in that hockey game. I literally said, I'm like, you know what? I'll watch a couple periods. Can I go up? I'll go to bed because I worked or I'm doing the morning shift this week at my radio station. So I'm like, that's okay. But then by the time the second period ended, I'm like, well, I'm staying up tonight because I got to stay. I got to watch what happens because up until that late goal by Tomasino, it was. I was getting horrible flashbacks to Latvia, Canada in the fourteen in twenty fourteen Olympics, where Kristus Gudlevskis, I can't remember his name. The Latvian Wall Part Two, pretty much almost stonewalled the entire Canadian. The Canadian NHLers almost did it by himself, and that's what almost happened last night with the entire Slovakian team. Though they were playing good hockey, Samuel Lave didn't have to make too many tough saves, but he had to, he played well. But Slovakia though was in a good spot, Alex. They got the win. In their first game against the Swiss, a one nothing win. It looked like Halavai was going to start because he plays for Sherbrooke. He's a good goaltender. They go with a Czech two goaltender, Simon Let- Letkotsky. Letkotsky? Letkotsky. Like, listen, these European names are tough. I'm sorry. Poplinsky? Letkotsky. Letkotsky. He makes a ridiculous save after Slovakia goes up late in the game. They're able to win. And they're thinking, oh, they're going to go with him again in the game against Canada because he played so well. They go with Halava. He still looks good. I don't blame him. I mean, yeah, the, the goal of Tomasino, he cheats off the post, but that's a whole goaltending thing. But the fact that Slovakia was in that point in the game was because he played well and the team played well around him. Slovakia plays tonight against Germany. Now, this is where it ties into Germany here because Germany lost to Finland night one because don't forget, they've had COVID issues up the wazoo. Tyler, are you sure it's Slovakia or the Czechs? They, Slovaks played Germany tonight. 1987 called, Alex. They, they, want, they, I'm just making they sure. want their iron carton back. Just making sure. 
Well, hey, World War Woman, Wonder Woman 84 is out. Czechoslovakia's back then. I haven't watched it yet because I really don't want to. But anyways. Apparently, uh, people, not, that's not a good some, movie. Some say it's good. Cody Jansen just tweeted out that the movie sucks. So uh, there it is. But anyways, Slovaks in Germany. Now, why this game is so important is because Swiss and Germany right now are both 0-2. Swiss losing yesterday in a close game against the Finns. And they lost, obviously, to the Slovaks. Germany lost to Finland 5-3. Really good game played by the Germans. Tim Stutzel looks looks good. Unfortunately, the Finns were able to overpower them. Don't forget, Germany, 14 players in those first two games because of COVID, Alex. So they were dog-tired going to that game against Canada. 16-2. And it wasn't like it was like 100 shots either. I think it was only like 40. They just, they just had nothing in the tank, did the Germans. So I don't look at that as a bad game by Germany. But now, and because here's the thing too, teams were kind of able to give their input on how they wanted the schedule to work. They said, let's get Finland and Germany, the two toughest teams in our group, get them out of the way. Give us a day's rest, and then we get Slovakia, day rest, Switzerland on Wednesday. Germany has the cards to stay out of relegation, of the relegation round, because whether they beat Slovakia, maybe Slovakia wins tomorrow, but then they get the Swiss on a day's rest, but they, the Swiss play Canada tomorrow. So the Swiss will be tired after a tough game against Canadians. Well, maybe a tough game. I don't know. But it's an interesting thing to look at. I'm not saying Slovakia is going to you know, run the table come the medal round, but they're in the thick of it because it's this is the kind of tournament, Alex, you win one, you're in. Now, obviously, if each team wins a game, then it kind of gets a little fuddy-duddy from there, which may be happening, except for Austria, in Group B, which now ties into, I mean, I can mention how Sweden, I mean, I can't say Sweden's the best team right now because, they pl- well, they play the Czechs win 7-1. A Czech team that was, I'd say, a little, little frazzled, little frazzled, and then they're playing Austria, and they're only up three nothing, but that's because Ranschetz is playing out of his gosh darn mind. So I'm not going to give too much into Sweden, even though they did play a really good offensive performance against the Czechs. Now, and I'll say this about Canada, they haven't played a whole lot of games. The players have. That's why they had their camp so early. I will say, like, that's why the New Year's Eve game against Finland will be the real test for them. This is looking a lot like the tournament in Vancouver, the 2019 tournament. Great game against Denmark. They beat the bad teams, but then they go up against Russia and they lose. And then they lose in the quarterfinals to Finland in a 2-1 game. Where they were leading, by the way, they had a chance. They were less, I think less than a minute away from going on to the semifinals. Still a good hockey team, but just they were not able to pull it off. That's why this Canadian team is looking like that team. And Darren Levi, though, by the way, first real Canadian gold, Canadian starter I don't know how long. Colton Point was the last Canadian, or excuse me, college goaltender to be a starter. I should have mentioned that because Darren Levi committed to Northeastern. Played in the CCHL last year for Carlton Place. Not even a, a major junior, not even NCAA goaltender, Alex. He was committed to an NCAA team. But Darren Levi gets starts, gets two wins. But then again, uh, you should win against Slovakia and you should win against Germany. So what's going to happen in Finland? Who knows? So. Expect to see a different star tonight or tomorrow night for Canada just because you want to get every goaltender in there. Czechs and the Russians. This is interesting, Alex. Because the Americans play tomorrow night. So like you said, Sweden just Sweden beat them seven to one. The Czechs, that is. And then the Czechs play Russia. And in a game that and the Russians, yeah, they beat the Americans five three, and the Americans look good again, you know. Goaltending, Spencer Knight and Dustin Wolf, Alex. <laughs> Uh, jitters. That's what I say about them. You should get Logan Stein in goal for them. Bear State goaltender, by the way. 
Listen, I'm just pumping my own team here that I do uh, that I broadcast for because okay. it's the only team I'm broadcasting for this year at this rate. Anyways, I thought, you know what, Russia's good, but for some reason, Alex, the Czech Republic always seem to just do stuff against Russia. Yeah, they, they that, just that they is, they just do that, that. They, they, and they. Well, I I think I looked up the numbers. So they win last. They they win last night. I I was just ignoring you because I knew you were going for yeah two nothing <laughs> win, and in a game where Yaroslav Askarov looked had to make some big saves, but a couple of goals they allowed were kind of well one goal was a squeaker from a long range out. I the game was rather close. It wasn't like Russia was out getting out shot, even though you saw a great performance out of Lucas Perik, you know, a thirty save shutout for the Czech Republic. Pretty much for them, that is their gold medal game. Because the Czechs will play Austria. They'll get the win. They'll get, that means they'll have six points, Alex. Unless something drastically crazy happens and they lose like one nothing. But oh, now, now I say that, you know what's going to happen now. Austria is going to avoid relegation. The wood is right in front of you. Tom. The wood is right in front of me. Oh, well, I don't know. I'd like to see just, I'd like to see this dump stuff. I would love to see Austria score on their next three shots and make this game 3 3. I want dump stuff to happen in this tournament. I mean, it's because it's just, it's, that's what makes the World Junior so much fun. And I'm mean, talking about Cody Jansen with the World Hockey Report. He had Gord Miller on, and he always says, at least one game a year, we have that upset. Denmark beating Switzerland, Denmark getting a win, Austria competing against a team. And this year, right off the hop, Czech Republic beating Russia. Now, everyone's like, oh, it's a great win. And yes, it is a great win because Russia is still the superpower team. Yeah, talk, right. about the, talk about that celebration. Those players, they, on that dude, check, they, dude, that they were doing team. their when they're doing their anthem. Their gloves were off, helmets were off. That was their gold medal. They may not, they may get knocked out in the quarterfinals by Finland or whatever, but darn it, we beat Russia. Where <laughs> have I heard that before? Where a team went and just beat Russia, Russia, and they weren't and supposed the, and to. It, and it, it was. Weren't supposed to. I was about to say and it was seventy-two, and it was no. basically like winning the gold medal. Where have I heard that before? Well, they had to win in order to win the gold medal. Alex. I was talking about. I was talking about nineteen eighty. Yeah, nineteen eighty. But they had to win to because back then it wasn't a gold medal game. It was you had to had the most points in the two games you well, played. Well, yes, Ty. Yes, I'm just I'm making a miracle on ice. Yes, there you go, Alex. I'm proud. That, that was their miracle moment. That was beating their miracle. Russia two zip. Because, like I said, Alex, Americans they have to play. The Czechs still. They play the Czechs and Swedes. Czechs have to play Austria and the United States. So that's a win and a loss. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, the Czech Republic may win the group. They have a chance. They uh, Yes, they've gone one and one. They lost to Sweden, but they may, or excuse me, they may tie Sweden. Sweden may lose. Actually, Sweden will win. They'll finish second in the group. How about that? Sweden will win. Sweden will win the group because they won't lose a round-robin game. That's just, how, that's just how it goes for Sweden. And they'll lose to, like, Slovaks in the quarterfinal or something dumb like that. That sounds all right. But now, and here's my the best thing, Alex, I like to say. Because after that win against the United States, for Russia, that is, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, Steve Yeisman, make Igor the coach. Igor Larion the coach. Pretty quiet on the social media after last night's loss, guys, eh? Igor's not maybe the best coach after all if you can't get your team to get over 30 shots against the Czechs. I'm sorry. And uh, listen, and now and now here's the kicker, though. Here's the one thing where I'm not going to give it to Igor Larionov. It's just fate. The Czechs have beaten the Russians, Alex, four out of the last six games. One of those losses was a shootout. You also, you also <laughs> have to remember, 
just because a coach does well in one arena doesn't mean that he's going to do great things in another. Well, that's I.e. A- Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh. He was a he was a Jack Adams winner. Patrick now that was the one year. At, mm, and then the team's like, hey, it, talk about Ro- Rossi. Mar- Marco Rossi. Rossi, not Rossi. Rossi. Rosie. Rosie. Hey, Rosie, I'm all good, boy. Strange Brew. I'm yes, all safe yes, when you're uh, on my team, Rosie. Strange Brew. Yes. But here's the thing. Like, I look at this right now, Alex, and I can't pick a favorite in this tournament. Finland. To win the entire thing? Finland played a close game against the Germans and Switzerland. Yes, the Swedes look good again, but I can never bet on... The Swedes are the St. Cloud State of World Juniors. St. Cloud State, always great in the regular season. Top team, conference winner, gets the NCAA tournament, and lose to AIC, or something dumb like that. So I can't take them seriously. The Americans already lost to the Russians, who lost to the Czechs, but the Czechs lost to the Swedes, and Canada looked like garbage against Slovakia after they manhandled Germany, and I don't know if they can beat Finland. This tournament's still up in the air for me. Is that so? You're looking at 2019. I'm looking at 20. No, that's 2020. No, or the 2020 tournament, but you're looking at the, yeah. Son of a gun. You're looking at last year's. No, there there is a lot to look forward to in this tournament, but it's too early to call for me. That's why next week it'll be great, because I can tell you who's going to win, but because there's a couple more games that'll be played. Alex, you just go to TSN and I'm just oh yeah, I'm just looking. I'm just looking. Oh, they gave you the scores. Okay. I'm just looking. German Slovaks, that's the 930 game tonight. Czechs and the Americans at 2 o'clock I'm just saying, as of right now, I have not seen Canada lose. Finland, like I said, Finland will be the test. Swiss Swiss will be a tough game, too, though. I don't think the Swiss are going to go over that easy. To which I say, yes. The the whole thing about Canada only beat Slovakia 3-1 after... Can we just say how Austria has to play the Swedes tonight and then Russia, a ticked-off Russia tomorrow? Think about it. (laughs) Canada beat Slovakia... Three to one. We have to do a tree Math. here. I got, I got paper. Math. Slovakia beat Russia. No, 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 zip. no. Slovakia, no, no. Slovakia beat. No, because group Group A is Slovakia. They beat the Swiss. So one nothing. Hold on. Okay. Do you want me to do the map here? No, I don't need the map. Because, Canada. Oh, excuse me. The Czechs beat Russia. Czechs beat Russia. Czechs lose to Swedes. Swedes beat Austria. Austria will lose to everybody. So that, I guess that really doesn't. I, I'm just saying, like, I don't. The Sweden may be the best-looking team heading out of the round robin, Alex. They no. may win the Group B, no problem. They may win all four games. Who cares? Canada's going to win. Well, Cody said Canada-Russia, and I say that's a hard one not to pick because they don't play – they wouldn't play each other until the final unless Russia loses again to – I mean, <laughs> well, well, who else could Canada play? We may – can't in the first round. If they were to win the group, which they – like Final. I said, they have to beat the final. Canada versus blank. Well, if Russia – Canada versus blank. Just pick one. Well, Pick I think anyone other than I Russia. said before the tournament with Cody Jansen, Canada, Russia. Other than Russia, Canada versus who? Who could it be? Sweden. Canada, Sweden. I, and everyone's like, but what about the United States, Tyler? The goaltending guys. Spencer Knight's supposed to be your number one guy. He looked like he'd just come out of a junior B league into that game against Russia. Dustin Wolf goes in. Yeah, but he played Austria. I think Dustin Wolf gets the start tomorrow against the slow or against the Czechs. And the Czechs have all the confidence in the world going in that game now, so I think Dustin Wolf will get some effort. He'll get some work done on him. He'll have to come up big, I believe. I just, I'm just saying this. Tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, United States plays the Czechs. That's the, that's the big game. And then New Year's Eve, they play the Swedes. 
Yeah, Sweden wins that one, buddy. Sweden's going to win. Sweden will win the group. Sweden's going to win the first game to ever whoever... be played in 2021. What? The game starts at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. United States versus Sweden. Okay, so Eastern Standard but Time. But, Alex, start... it's, it's 7.30 local time there. They're in Edmonton, remember. The game, Eastern Standard Time, will be done. <laughs> Potentially. No. No, it won't. It won't. Uh, it won't. Was he going to have a 20-round shootout? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> no. Nobody likes shootouts, Alex. It's a skills competition. Oh, last week on our uh, on our college hockey report where there was like eight shootouts on Saturday, I literally kept saying, and the skills cop." I said it in my article for the hockey writers. Hey, man, I'm tired. Leave me alone. Hey, I'm missing. We only got 25 minutes here. Probably should get to the college hockey scoreboard. We missed out on that a couple weeks ago because... Hold on. Hold on. Got to make sure it's on, Alex. There we go. I'll just turn myself off. Yeah. Why, so you can sit there and do nothing? Why do the mic? College hockey scoreboard time presented by our good friends at secondstringleathercompany.com. Hashtag crafted from the crease. Let's take a look at it, guys. On Tuesday, two games happened. Ta- see that score there. RIT beat Niagara in a close one. Niagara, a pesky team, just can't get the dubs. Nick Bruce had a goal and two assists for the Tigers. Logan Drackett, 29 saves for RIT non-conference action. Quinnipiac taking care of Holy Cross, 6-1 win. Desi Burgart, two goals. Odin Tufto, he had himself a heck of a week for the Bobcats. He started off with a goal and a two assists, including the game-winning goal. On Wednesday, some non-conference ECAC action. Colgate. Beating Clarkson 5-4 in overtime. Guys, Clarkson, they are not a top 10 team. Quit trying to make them a top 10 team. This is the third time this year they've lost to an unranked team, Alex. Get them out of there. 5-4 win in overtime. Matt Verboon, two goals, including the overtime winner. Carter Guylander actually coming in relief because both starting goaltenders got pulled from the game. His first collegiate win, making 12 saves in a relief effort. Hockey East, UMass beating UConn 6-2. Carson Geiswitz with two goals and an assist. Quinnipiac beating Holy Cross 3-0. Keith Petrozelli, 26-save shutout for the Bobcat Netminder. We skip over Christmas Eve and Christmas because no one likes to play on those days, Alex. Come on now. That's for food and family. Oh, hell on. I forgot to I forgot to put it on repeat. Alex, that was your job. <laughs> dude, I'm just jamming to the cadence. I don't even care. I, I love dude, that's why I had it, because it's a drum. Kinepki, Kineki, Chakineki. What's what's the name of that college? Quinnipiac. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Quinnipiac to the drum beat. Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac. Yeah, see that works. Now uh, here's the best part. People on screen, they're experiencing exactly what people on audio are listening to. They're just hearing us talk or whatever. They can't see that we've just gone nuts by the. They thing. can't hear diddly squat. Well, they can't hear you do it. But yeah. anyways, going over to Saturday, Quinnipiac beating AIC. AIC getting in the top 20 for the first time this season, unfortunately, unwelcomely doing so, losing 8-3. Ty Smilaniak, or Smilanic, excuse me, for the Bobcats. Two goals. Pete Deliberator, I'm pretty sure that's how I say it, is a goal and two assists. Odin Tooftoe with four apples in the game for the Bobcats. Going over to Hockey East, Northeastern beating Vermont by a score of 4-1. to one. Gunner, Wolf Fo- Gunner Wolf Fontaine. There is a hockey name, Alex, for you. He gets two goals and an assist. On Sunday, the Northeastern was able to kind of complete the sweep. They tie 2-2. Two to two. They do get the shootout win, though, do the Huskies. And who got the shootout winner, Alex? I don't know who got it. Gunner Wolf Fontaine. Gunner. Gunner Wolf Fontaine. Got to love that name. However, the only reason why that game went to show was because of the effort of the Catamounts goaltender, Tyler Harmon, 35 saves of 37. Great performance out of him. Vermont gets their first point of the season. 
and Quinnipiac was able to complete an impressive week where they won all four of their games with a little bit of close game against AIC, three to the win over AIC. Ethan Jong, a goal and an assist for two points with the game-winning goal. Odin Tufto, two assists in the game. Alex, he had himself a week. He had a goal and two assists against Holy Cross. Had six assists. Alex, that's a goal and nine points in four games. He's pretty good. And that's how the week ended up wrapping up tonight. LIU was supposed to play AIC. It doesn't seem like that game actually happened, though, unfortunately. However, UConn, though, with a stunner, knocking off Providence in a, by a final score of two to nothing. That is your college hockey scoreboard, Alex. Brought to you by who? Second String Leather Company. Get that paper out of here. SecondStringLeatherCompany.com. Hashtag crafted from the crease. 58-6 for the shots right now between Sweden and Austria. Can I call the game, Alex? What? 58-6 of the shots. I'm looking at the scoreboard now. Is that, is that a thing now? No. Is that a, is that well, a if, thing if you're here every week... Hashtag crafted from the crease. All right, so... In unison. So here we go. We Okay, Alex. In we, unisex. We have 20 minutes. In unicorn. Do we want to... <coughs> do we want to go Captain over... Captain Ironwing. Do we want to run... Because I, I, I want to end it, Alex, on 2020 wrap-up, just for, like, you know, what was our favorite moment of 2020? I do want to wrap that up. Do we want to just part where we didn't die? Because <laughs> we have so we have the offsides rule, we have the ads on helmets, but we have a lot of news to get to. How about this? Run through the news. So we talked about Kirby Doc being out of the World Juniors. You can leave that. Uh, I'll give it. I'll give a couple, and you can give the other two. Derek Englund retiring after eleven seasons. Play for Calgary, Pittsburgh, and Vegas will become. I already talked about that. What? I already talked about that. Derek England? Yeah. No. I thought did. we talked about it last week. Did we? I think so. No, I didn't. Yeah. Eleven seasons. Was the special? No, because it happened on Tuesday. He'll be the special assistant to owner Bill Foley and continue to work with the Golden Knights Foundation. Ryan O'Reilly named the 23rd captain of the St. Louis Blues in their history. Vladimir Tarasenko apparently didn't like it. We talked about that. Ryan O'Reilly? Yeah. Well, maybe because we didn't mention it last week. Like, yeah, we, we didn't did. really talk about it. Yeah, we did. I mentioned it. It was on uh, the show. Um, Ottawa had a couple of trades. They got Derek Stepan from Arizona for a 2021 second rounder, Braden Colbert and Cedric Paquette from Tampa and a 2022 second rounder. Tampa receives Marion Gabrick's contract and Anders Nielsen. So help with their backup situation a little bit down there in Tampa. And uh, we'll get into the Nikita Kucherov in a minute. Big news though, Alex, women's hockey. Woo! NBC Sports Network will broadcast the, uh, the NWHL's Isabel Cup semifinals and finals, which will happen February 4th and 5th from the Herb Brooks Arena in Lake Placid, New York, which is where the NWHL bubble will be played in. Where's Digit? Digit? Uh, I'm, she, she's stoked, according to her Instagram. Got to have her on the show. Be like, hey, Digit, you're going to be on live TV. How's that make you feel? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> man, man, I'll tell you guys right now. I'm so freaking stoked. Women's hockey. She's got her own. She's got her own, like you know, mic or Sip whatever. So she'll. Oh man, she's she's on. Digit's on fire, man. Dude, I I watched the thing. I couldn't be on, but I watched it, man. She was like, man, you gotta get one of these microphones, man. These I have these one. Look are what I got for Christmas, right these over are, there. I got one. Well, here's probably it's only one of them. That's the thing. And I and I need to get like a boom. I have to get like a tower and everything. There's a whole kit and caboodle lap I have to do with it. A but kit and a caboodle. Kit and caboodle. So. So big news out of that. Uh, let's quickly run through. So Nikita Kucherov will miss the rest, miss the entire season, Alex. Okay. After undergoing hip surgery. Whatever. Unfortunately for him. Henrik Lundqvist, Alex. Fortunately going, for the cap situation in Tampa. They do sign Anthony Sorelli for three years at 4.8. Eric Saranac for three years at 2.95 million. 
Henrik Lundqvist is going to undergo open heart surgery, Alex. Yep. That's unfortunate because we obviously heard about the story last week and you decided to make a, such a wonderful preference about it. No, it's very fortunate. He's not dead. Well, I mean, yes, he's going to go into surgery. I don't, I mean, I don't know if that means his career is done. I, I, that's, it's going to be very difficult for him to come back, especially at his age. So we'll have to obviously, hopefully, we'll hopefully though, so he can continue on his life. Because I don't think his hockey portion of his life is over. His playing career may be done, Alex, but he's got a lot to offer the game still for sure. Good goalie coach. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, his style is a little awkward, and he never challenged a shooter in his life, but I think he could be a good goaltending coach. Uh, so, <laughs> I do we want to... Here's the thing. We've postponed ads on helmets for, like, the last three weeks. Okay, let me talk about this as a sports management student. I am pissed that I am graduating next spring because this is Bush League. Why? Does this finally have to happen after I've been talking about it for the past four years? I don't know, Alex. I've been talking about this thing for the past four years of why the NHL should do advertisements on the equipment, and now I can't even talk about it in a classroom setting and look like a genius. No, now I just have to receive emails from my professors being like, well, you put this in your report, I guess you're right. Yep. Yeah. I know, Project. I know, Louie, because it makes sense. If it works in one league, it can work in another. So, um, what are the two teams that officially put out the... Devils and Capitals. Capitals, Capital One Banks, or Capital One Arena. That makes no sense. And the Prudential, Prudential Center, Prudential Logo going on the Devils. Right. So we may we now, may we may honestly see just a lot of like so for the Leafs will be Scotiabank for the Red Wings it'll be Little Caesars. Now, that's hilarious. Now, well, that's funny because Little I'm Caesars. I'm trying to burp my microphone right now. That's oh, great. Oh, you just did. Oh, sweet Jesus! That's coffee burp, there, man. That was a genuine. There's no such thing as coffee burp. That was well, murder. that tasted like coffee. That goes against the Geneva Convention, sir. Speaking of Geneva, Switzerland playing tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, what a play. Oh, oh man. man. Alexander Holtz to Lucas Raymond. He's okay, Alex. I, I guess Dude, so. those guys. Talk about Little Caesars. That oh, one was a slice. That one was hot and ready for the NHL. Hey! There we go. Woo! Up top. Ha! Look at the six Sweden fans that they have in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one worst part about it. They're like, oh, look, we got these suits. We got the fans. What they don't have the squares in. There's like 16 of them. There's like, put the logo there. I'm like, oh, great. Six people are there. Yeah. Um, This is a good move and a good call because, one, the reason why teams are doing this is because it gives them extra revenue. Or at the very least, it gives them a way of providing value to the current sponsorships that they already have with their sponsors slash partners for to make to make up for not being able to have fans in the arena. Right. For not being able to have the value that comes with a regular game day experience. Now, Washington, that's a place that you're not gonna see fans for quite a bit. Um, you're not gonna Florida see, needs to make as much money as possible. Florida may, needs to make mo- as much money as possible. Arizona needs to make much as much money as possible. I think this is something that you're gonna see a lot of teams doing or adopting very soon, even though these are the only only the first two that are. Well, everyone they're they're gonna have to do it. It's and it's just gonna. I'm pretty sure it's not. To... It's it's not a have to. It's a they can if they want to. 
I the, just the I, league has okayed it. It's I don't think they're doing anything any, anything on the jerseys yet, but it's on the helmets. And at this point, it's going to be one of those things that right now they're doing it to add value or provide provide. No, it's not revenue. Income. It's not you're not adding anything. It's you're, you're providing value because think about it. All the stuff on the boards or whatever, there's a value as a sponsorship to have that on for video or for the TV broadcast, but also for in game. So that's how people value things. Yeah. So having that on having your logo on the actual equipment is a whole different story. So they're not, these teams aren't probably getting any sort of added revenue from having these sponsorships or decals on the logo. It's probably one of those things where it's just providing lost value and trying to recuperate anything. So it, it makes the deals go better. Yes. This is going to be one of those things that I feel like it's going to be spurred out of the pandemic and not having fans in there. And it's just going to be adopted and it's going to be kept as a new normal. I think they should for one, have it on the helmets because they're already doing that. But I do see them possibly doing something potentially on the jerseys sometime in the near future. Similar uh, to similar to now. Hold on. Similar to what the NBA has now. However, the NBA doesn't have helmets. So I guess that's one way the NHL teams are doing it is just throwing it on the helmet, not on the sweater. I get it. Um, just don't for- just don't become like the Swedish Elite League where it's just everywhere. You can't even tell what team they are because of all the sponsors. Just don't get to that point. That's all I ask. Good for the league. Good for the team. Yes. Now. Bzz. Teams. Uh, last topic, Alex. Mm. Uh, you're, you're, you're the host, so I'm going to let you. <laughs> last one. After ads on helmets, no, 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 it's no, no, college no. hockey scoreboard. No, 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 I'm, I'm, no the, the thing we haven't talked about yet, Alex. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I, we, I'm I, goofing I, with... I, I, I jammed in the ads on helmets because I said, I'm like, we have to do it. I've literally had it on the script for the last three weeks. I just never had time. Well, shoot, two weeks ago, I had to talk for half an hour because I had Mike Stubbs for an hour, which was awesome, and Marcus Kinney for an hour, which is always a good, ch- good time to chat with him. So I didn't have the chance to talk about ads on helmets this time we did. Now, the big rule, though, Alex, that's coming out. New offsides. Thank the Lord. Offsides, but new. Offsides, but not on the ice. Offsides, but on the right side. You want to describe it, Alex, for the folks that are just completely confused and why you're still just yammer yammering. So, previously, previously on the Kiel Show, how things have worked with the offsides rule is that players have had to had their back foot or they whatever their... Let's just say they've had to have their back foot has before, to be on, the, on the ice before the line. Both skates had to be on the ice. You couldn't just be like, I mean, if you're if you're dragging your foot in the zone, you had to have it on the ice. And that was always a right. problem. That was considered on sides. If you had a skate in the zone and your back foot was beyond or before the offensive zone, but it was above the ice, then it was considered offsides because you were not on the plane, so you had broken it. Yeah. Now, so. with this new change to the offsides rule, Players of the attacking team must not proceed the puck into the ex- attacking zone. Yes, we get that. Yes. The position of the player skates and not that of the stick shall be the determining factor in all instances in deciding an offside. Yes. Yes. Same as always. A player is offside when both skates are completely over 
the leading edge of the blue line involved in the play. What that means is if you have a guy who has his leading foot in the zone by however long his stride is, but his foot is either touching the ice or above the ice. Behind the plane, like the plane, like the invisible line, but you see the blue line on the boards. If his foot is behind that line, behind the edge of the, the front of the line, if you will. If you're behind attacking. the line or on it. Yes. Which obviously it is on the, sides. Yes. yes. Which means, kids, the thing we've been talking about for the last... How long is that, Alex? Uh, half past freckle? Half past freckle is what we've been talking about, what we've been asking for. Because guess what? Finally, we don't have to worry about... Is that little piece of steel on the ice? Is he touching there? I can't tell because silver and white guys kind of blend in together a little bit. Do you think this came from Colorado? <laughs> Oh, the whole, well, that okay. That was a guy that was on the ice, but he was trying to get a line change in. So they were trying to debate it. But anyways, listen, San Jose. If his skates aren't on the ice, does it count? He wasn't on. He was on the ice. That was the problem. But he was changing. Another guy had come on, but they were like, ah, but he's still there. That's why kids, you do what I do when I was a goaltender. You fly at the bench, and you realize it's gonna be a close play. You just swan dive over the board, suicide dive into the bench, take out three of your teammates, but at least the goal will stand. Yes. So. <laughs> One huge point of controversy has finally been fixed. The only problem is now I'm afraid that and I've talked about this before. Good Lord. Oh, he, oh, he missed, hey, the he missed the net. Jeez. Back to back to back the to the point of discussion. The Swedes are playing Globetrotters right now, man. But my one concern mm. is the like if a guy tries to stretch his leg out and he pulls the foot up. And there's a guy back checking or near him, and the skate comes up. That's my one fear with this. That's why I was okay with the rule that it was still Coming at. Because, up. Well, if you're trying to like reach your leg back, and you're doing like a Nancy Kerrigan figure skate with your legs like up off the ice, you know, like hanging up in the air. Well, like you're looking like Shawn Michaels, not trying to kick a guy, but you almost do. Uh, I don't think it's going to work that way because whenever people stretch their legs out, they stretch it from the hip. Not from not with the back. Well, they don't. They don't lead. They lead with the front foot. They don't lead with the head. So therefore, it'd be one of those things where it's not. Gonna and, and be, no, it's, it's not. not it's not going to be high enough to cause any yeah. damage. You're I don't, not, you're not going to say yes. You're not. I'm that's not, not going to happen. I'm not going to say yeah. It's not going to happen all the it's time. It's very. You're not okay, going to see guys okay, looking like trying on, to bicycle it's, kick it's, somebody. But. It's not the fact of whether or not it's going to happen. It's the fact that it is very unlikely. Right. Unlikely to the point where it's not of concern. That's why the league's like, all right, let's just get it out of the way. So right. I let, so it's a great rule. Now there will be reviews still, guys. There, it's not like the not like video reviews are just going to go away or just going to be less of it because it's going to be easier to tell. But at least that we're not going to have the is that little chunk of metal touching the frozen water? Right. That now, it's, it's touching a snowflake. He's on sides. No. Now what we have to figure out is the too many men on the ice rule. If you jump into the other team's bench and you are not on the ice, does it count? If you jump into that small little area between the benches where they have camera guys Pierre or Maguire. or Pierre Maguire or Ray Ferraro. See Pierre Maguire and is not stone cold. And stunner. you're not on the ice. Does it count? Well, no. That's what the, we need to figure out. Okay, that. It, but you're not on your bench. I've seen that happen where guys try to get off the ice by literally just jumping to the other team's bench. I don't know if I, I don't know if that I don't know what the rule is on that actually. Like if that's an actual. rule. We need to figure it out. 
I'm saying it right now. December 28th, 2020, at exactly 8.24 p.m. 8.24.20. 8.24.22. We need to figure out 26 on here, too many like... men on the ice rule. You should not be allowed to jump into another te- in the other team's bench or into the press area between benches to not be on the ice. Also, another addendum. An- an- another addendum? You mean amendment? Is addendum to the rule? No, Ad- amend. Addendum on to that? No, amend. Is that a thing? I don't think so, Alex. We should also amend the rule to say that if you have your butt on the boards and you're just sitting there, but your legs are on the inside of the board, so on the ice side, you should be considered in play because you're, you can hit your you thought some guy to come flying by and like, just like just completely just wreck a guy and back into the bench. That's you should be considered on the ice, even though your f- skates are not touching it. You just want chaos. Now, I'm just you? saying. You you talk about skates flying through the air. If you, there's too many men on the ice, you're gonna see people swan diving into the front row just to not be on the ice. No, no one's gonna do that, Alex. I <laughs> eat the Toronto Maple Leafs, home of the too many men on the ice. You just, did you just peak finally? I think we finally hit a peak button on here. Unless well, maybe did I, I do it? Well, okay, don't ah! try it. Try it now, Alex. Yeah, I turn, of course I turned you off. You turned me off. That I don't want to peak count. it. There's people listening here with sensitive ears and soft ears. People watching that just want to have good hot content. And you just scream at the top of your lungs. Two on one for the Swedes. He shoots. He whips on it. <laughs> I see. That's exactly how it would sound if I called the game. That's why I can't call games anymore. That's that's probably why. Someone That's why there. you can't call games anymore. Because I just scream. Not because the... there's a pandemic or anything like because that. Because I scream. <laughs> Here it comes! Scars! So, I mean, it sounds like just someone having a complete and utter just throat explosion. <laughs> Nothing? Context, Ty. Context? Throat explosion. <laughs> <laughs> you already swore once, Alex. I have to fight you. I have to find where that is now, by the way. It's, I, I asked you to show the time. I, I told you. Oh, good lord! It's fine. I need to pull a letter word starts with F. No, it was. We were talking about the women's hockey. Yes, I have. I have a timestamp for it. Perfect. There you go, women's I, hockey. Because we were talking about digit, and we're talking about the microphone, and I have the, the um, diaphragm mic. There we go. That was the name of it. Twenty twenty is over in a few days. Actually, no, it's gonna be hilarious. It just a new month happens. A new month. The thirteenth month occurs. No, twenty twenty is gonna be over. The pandemic will not be over though. Nope. No, that's, well, yeah. But or at least the pandemic in the United States. Nope. At least no. the pandemic in uh, Canada. The, nope. the game is over. Sweet. Now, Sweden wins 4 nothing, Out shooting the Austrians. Was it 65-6? to six? I don't know, man. By a lot. <laughs> Enough. Sebastian, listen. I don't We won't have enough time, though. By the time they do the outstanding player of the game, we'll be off the air. But Sebastian Ranschitz, if there's no way he does not get it. Not a chance, Alex. The guy made 58 saves. Dude. Somebody, and here's the worst part. They're going to ask him to go back out tomorrow against Russia. Well, yeah, who else are you going to send out there? The, the Austrian let that, let that be his story of the tournament. Because, Iron Man! <laughs> because here's the thing. 
Well, maybe we will. Hold on. We got him, two minutes here. Uh, actually, no, we probably should send it off, so we send it to Talking Miners. Him being able to do that and make all those saves against all these high-caliber teams, that's going to get him a backup job in the AHL. Why not? Hey, it worked for Godelskis, or Godelskis for the Latvian goaltender. He was and in from the there, series. he can make starting goalie, and from there, he can be backup, and from there, he can be the starting goaltender of the New York Rangers. Okay. Why not? That's how it can be. Talking Miners with Rando is back to talk about the SPHL this weekend and have live commentary of the Macon Mayhem versus... That was Macon. Macon Mayhem and Huntsville Havoc. And Huntsville Havoc game. Hashtag TKS at the Kiel Show on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening, watching, and supporting the show. For Tyler... I'm your host, Alex. We will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.